This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Andre Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're hanging out with eccentric old cat ladies once again <laughs> as we watch Spine 361 of the Criterion Collection, The Mazels, The Beals of Grey Gardens from mm-hmm. 2004. But mm. first... RJ, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just an hour ago, I thought I should listen to uh, the opening of episode 106, where we talked about Grey Gardens. Uh, and what did you learn? How much more pep we had in our step back when. Pep. I don't know if I've ever been associated with pep. Well, just think about it. That was year two. Yeah, I mean, we were younger men. Mm-hmm. I was uh, we, we were just, just thirteen. Com- you we, were we, nice, eighty-two. We were just coming out of year two, I, should, I guess. Okay, yeah. So just uh, just kind of dug our heels in, just getting a groove for it, you mm-hmm. know. Really worked that chew in a little bit, just <laughs> getting right after it. Some, ch- some chaw. And were you like, yeah, I, I loved the Criterion Collection. Still, care. I'm Jared Duncan still loved it. Yeah. Well, you are a real Criterion boy. Yeah, is what I... yeah, that's what they say. The some would say the original mm-hmm. Criterion boy. Yeah, yeah. So how's how are the chuds? How hot is it? How are the chuds? Uh, which ones? I don't know. The underground ones. Whatever, rec- whatever comes to mind. <laughs> I ran into we ran into a real chud on the weekend. Uh, you know, high school kids. Yeah. So uh, we were uh, in the car, and we were at a red light, and a truck, a really nice truck full of, like, actually, they they were maybe not high school. They were maybe first-year university, but, mm-hmm. like, 18, 19, truck full of uh, boys pull up, and uh, the guy in the passenger seat rolls his window down and just kind of, like, sticks his head out really obnoxiously and looking at us and, like, you know, trying to evoke a response. And uh, so I gave him the uh, the vintage Duncan. I gave him a thumbs down. And then a look like this, just, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I wanted to express my disappointment mm-hmm. in him. It's like, I know what you're doing, but don't. It's not fun. So he, he he gave a thumbs up, and then he started jiggling his head back and forth and all sorts of shit. And, yeah, and this, you, you engaged. I know, I know, but to not engage, too, I feel like is also part of their plan. So I tried to just give him a thumbs down, but it didn't quite work. And I was like, man... This is a society, mm-hmm. Jared, and we live in it. You know what I mean? We got no choice. Yeah, but that's a, I mean, I, I haven't had other gripes lately. I can't, something happened at the grocery store. I can't remember what it was. Those Things prices. Are always, those prices are out of control. <laughs> I mean, something's always happening at the grocery store for me. I can't remember what it was. I was really annoyed, though. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, who is this? <laughs> you, you know, you ever been there? Yeah, I think so. You hear about this? I've heard about grocery stores. You see it? You see this? Someone called my shoes the other day um, neat. They hmm. said, hey, those are neat shoes. And I went, yeah. They're shoes, all right. They're neat and on my feet. Ooh, I'm not that quick, Jared. I'm not that quick. Yeah, not that quick. So uh, that's what's going on with me. But the weather's changing, which is... Uh, just the days of 30 degrees plus come to a close yeah just just as uh september wraps up oh yeah and it's beautiful it's beautiful the only thing though is 
it's it came a little too fast because it's like i don't want it to just be here for a week and then we're in the real shit already you know mm-hmm. it's like stay stay stick around for a while stay just like this kick for, up your heels auto. yeah for for as long as possible my ideal fall would be from now until december 22nd and then we have winter from december 23rd to january 30th maybe okay and then spring from February February till July. Mm. One month of summer. One month. <laughs> and, then, and then back into fall. Yeah. What if uh, the trade-off, though, is that month of summer is all the saved-up heat? Like, So it's like, yeah, we, you're not allowed above a 22, but mm-hmm. all of it, but you're, it's like a backlog. And then all those mm. days of like 20, you say add up, and like, we got to put them on one day or another. So now you got 80 yeah. degrees Celsius days. And then we all die. I mean, then, then we only have one year left, just because of you and your selfishness. I'd be okay with that. I mean, isn't that kind of what's already happening in? Yeah, in the world because of selfishness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hey, I don't have an air conditioner. I'm not contributing to climate change. Better get on it. Well, air conditioners. You'll be begging for the the AC people to let you in. I know, but now that I, because I don't have one, I can kind of lord it over people and be like, you know, those guys with the AC are ruining the climate. No. Definitely not yeah. in well, companies as, like as, Pepsi. As, as you lay, as you lay asleep, unable, and un, unable to sleep, laying in bed, yeah. uh, you'll be like, yeah, I showed him. <laughs> so you're just sweating. Yeah, I sure got him. I just want to get, in, just gotta get more ice cubes. I mean, I don't really, I don't really put ice cubes in drinks at home. Do you? Yeah. No, not really. You, uh, I, I drink straight from the bottle, if you know what I mean. Uh, and uh, for people at home, Jared is drinking a two liter of, uh, come on now, Diet Seven, Pepsi. 710 milliliters. So almost a full liter. How many, how many of those are you drink in it? Do you drink pop every day? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you drink water every day too, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enough water? Probably not. Like, is your bo- water bottle, like, equivalent to that size of that pop bottle? Uh, bigger. You get one of those a day, two of those a day? What do you, what do you think? Oh, what do you good see? day, one. One? Okay, okay. I'm just curious. I mean, I, I, I'm okay on water. I should drink more, but uh, I don't drink a lot of pop at home. I drink other things. Like alcohol? No, I don't. I would never. I would never. Oh, I sure. see. Right. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I use like we have ice, but I don't think I use ice very often. No, that might be controversial, mm-hmm. but I just don't just, do it just with your stiff drinks. Well, yeah, but I don't I don't drink hard liquor very often mm-hmm. in the winter. I'll drink bourbon sometimes, but because uh, that kind of heats you up a little bit. But I don't need to get hot. You know, you're hot enough. Yeah. Hot enough. I don't know. I don't really drink hard, hard liquors that much. I just like the I just like the cold ones, you know, because mm-hmm. you know exactly how you're gonna be with them. You never get out of hand. I don't, at least, not a seasoned professional. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's up with you this week? Have you been icing anything? How hot is it? Um, uh, no, it's not hot at all. Good. It's actually a little chilly at night. Yeah, it is. Has I... your furnace kicked in? Nope. No. Not okay. yet. Not yet. Yep. It's coming though. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Ours kicked in yesterday. I think we have it at 19. Ooh. 19. Uh, a nice 19. Yeah. But it, yeah. it, it did kick in. How did you feel about that? 
Mm. It only ran for like four minutes, and then it was out. So I was, I was fine with it. I prefer this weather, like I said. Ball weather's the best. Yeah. Can't do much better than that. How's the air fryer? Uh, we made salmon again tonight. Okay. I, ju- I just got done that. We uh, a- Andy uh, put honey on the salmon this year, and uh, it crisped up real nice in the air fryer. Yeah. Honey, some paprika. I can't remember. What else she put on there? Maybe some kind of sauce. Something <laughs> something red. It, <laughs> it was shit. It was shit. It was shit. No, that was good. And then uh, so I did that. I, I made dinner tonight, Jared. I you air fried. made dinner. She put the honey on the salmon, but I, I put it in the air fryer. So like, uh, you know, and uh, I. Uh, RJ was kissing his guns. Yeah, I fried up some bok choy. Bok choy is kind of a stupid vegetable. Bok choy is terrible. Yeah. Not, not a fan. Well, la- you remember last week when it was raining and it was like really cold, like five Celsius or something that like one day it like really dropped. We uh, we made soup and uh, I got bok choy for the soup. Uh-huh. And then we finished the bok choy today and it's fine, but I'm like, bok choy is o- kind of stupid. You're, you're over it? Yeah, forever though, I think. Good. Welcome, welcome to Club No Bok Choy. <laughs> bok Choy? What about Soy Choy? Suey Chewy? I had a guy... We <laughs> So where at the place I work, we have an aquaponics tank. So it's like fish on the bottom, plants on the top. And uh, one of the things in there was Soy Choy. It's kind of like Bok Choy, but it's um, it's just like a different strain, uh, strain, strain. And the guy who was... The fish guy came and he was like... The fish guy. The fish guy, like he checks on the fish. He's a nice guy, mm-hmm. but he's like, "Oh, I see you got some suey chewy going." And I was like, "Suey chewy?" <laughs> I said, "What's a suey chewy?" And he's like, "This." I was like, "Oh, the soy choy." And then he kind of laughed at me. He's like, "Yeah, sure, soy choy." <laughs> and I was like, "Is it pronounced suey chewy?" Soy choy. Pronunciation. Okay, so it's S U I. Soy choy. It's a Napa cabbage, Jarrett. Crazy. Okay, let's see. Let's see how who's in. How do you feel about cabbage in general? I mean, cabbage is fine. I like cabbage rolls. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I, I would never, um, I would never eat the, uh, the cabbage. I would just eat the filling. Right. The yeah. the, the precious tomatoey meat. Yeah. Uh, so there. Yeah, that's all I would do. So this says to pronounce soy uh, soy choy. You say soy choy. Wow, yeah, there you go. There it's it not, is. It's not spelled out, spelled out phonetically, so it's about the best we we got here. Okay. Yeah, so we're really good on uh, you know making time. Hey, when are you gonna start creeping? Day before, a couple days before. Uh, you gotta do it October first. October first. Everything that it's before that. I know. I know. We got people in Creepsville and people yep. out there who are like, I start a month early because there's just so much to watch and it's mm-hmm. like none it doesn't matter you make you make your choice see here's the thing though the 30th is a friday you know what people so should it, be doing yeah so over on the one the only podcast i still listen to over on junk food dinner oh yeah they, they, they had a what a what a like strike of genius stroke of genius they hmm. have by september by September. By September. That's pretty terrific. I muscles, RJ. I'd like you to be a part of it. Just... I know about muscles. I, I, 
See, that's why I stopped listening to Junk Food Dinner. Their ideas are too good sometimes. It's like, I don't want to steal that. But by September, it's pretty good. It's pretty great. It's pretty good. So uh, do you think they're watching uh, Commando? Uh, I think it's more like bodybuilding specifics, but there is a lot of Arnie movies. Mm. What about Killer Workout? You think that's in there? It, it possibly was. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a week or two behind. And I, have I know I know they've see seen all the, those movies. I'm just, I'm just throwing out movies that I would include in by September. Yeah. Um, Cobra, that could fit in there. Maybe. I think they've probably talked about it elsewhere. Over the top. Well, well, they just talked about Conan the Barbarian for the very first time. One of them had never seen it. Was it Was it uh, Sean Byron? No. No? No. Parker Bowman. What did they oh. talk about? Stay Hungry, Conan the Barbarian, and Think Big. Okay, 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 okay. I would do Over the Top. I think that there's no bigger by september movie than over the top you know that one i got you yeah he's so yeah september 1st in his arm or oh, sorry october 1st okay well yeah. but so like say you were staying home on a friday it's friday is september 30th would you start one that finish i mean i know we've talked about this before You're i mean i used to pure... i used to in my list yeah was i was gonna like, when it was like years when, ago, it, when you... it was bursting at the seams but it, I don't know. I, I still manage somehow between October 1st and October 31st watching over 100 films. So That's, that's true. Don't, don't, Is that what you're going to do this year? I don't know. <laughs> do you think you're going to put a rip into it? I'm, I, my plan is to, to do it up, yeah. RJ. I don't know about you. I know I know you're going to like be like real uh, a weak sister and uh, not pull your uh, not pull not pull your weight, and you're gonna I... maybe hit like thirty or something like that one mm-hmm. a day, and you're gonna go, I did it, but I did it right. I'm a, I'm a real ghoul, and it's like, no, no, you're a baby ghoul. Looking at my numbers, the last four, okay, 2018, I did 62, no. which is pretty good. 30. Uh, That's what you're gonna get. Uh, so 19. 2019 2020 2021 i got they were uh it was pretty even actually 47 for two of those and then 48 so 47 47 48 and then uh 2018 was my big year i got uh 62 jared yeah i think that's the most i've ever got probably right but 62 is pretty good what's the most oh. what's the most i've ever done 2016 i got 69 oh <laughs> <laughs> And then real life hit. Yeah, I think 2016 was actually when I was. Uh, I think that was when I was writing my masters. <laughs> That's exactly when you can watch. Have nothing but time to watch horror movies. Horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think if you include the two years that were above 60 with the couple years that are just under 50, I, I average about 50. That's pretty good, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Sure. Uh, I don't. I mean, your top year. I don't know. Your top year was probably what 115. I think I got a. I think to the 120s in the last See, that, couple of years. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's impressive. Is what you're trying to say. I mean, impressive. I think you described it once as were you coming out of oh, depression Paris. or going into the depression. Oh, it's definitely by the end of it. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I know. Because there's it, a that's a lot of bad fucking movies. Because I, I think last year too, it, like the the number of like ones I'm like, oh, Archie, you gotta watch this, wasn't too high, wasn't too mm-hmm. high. But hey, there's hope, right? We've got uh, VHS ninety nine. That looks good. We have T 
Terrifier 2, which may uh, be available somewhere, at 138 fucking minutes. That's well, abs- ridiculous. It's absolutely like unappealing, actually. Yeah. It's like, like, no, 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 no. How is that even a thing? Like, who, who greenlit that? Hey, uh, you know what's going on, on the list right now, though? What? The monsters? The one, was it 109 minutes or something? Which which is that? The monsters. Monsters? Oh, oh yeah, I got monsters on my list, baby. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. I think it's oh, out yeah. too. Uh, it's supposed to come out like a couple days before October. Okay. I think I've seen like, some people start logging it, so I'm not sure what's up with that. Are they I, are they fake? Well, last time I checked it, it's released on the 27th. But I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. geo. Maybe it's geo locked for other areas mm. or something. I don't know. Well, so, uh, are we gonna get the Hellraiser? It's on Hulu. Some yep. of that stuff usually pops uh, up on Disney. Th- it'll be on. Yeah, it'll be on Disney then, which is interesting. Cause yeah, cause Prey yeah. was on Hulu in the states, but it's on Disney Plus here. Yeah, yeah. So I hope so. It looks. I like Hellraiser. What's up with um, Netflix not really having horror movies anymore? I was mm. I was doing a genre scan just to do a pass, and I'm like, yeah. this is the same shit they've had for years. Where's the new stuff? Or like, because I know that the studios have taken their old properties and they're hoarding them for themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Netflix failing failing business. I, I, can't, I think I can't believe it. I think what they've done is they've pushed so hard into true crime doc that they've just neglected everything. That's but the you're... real horror. Yeah, you're you're missing a monumental, potentially monumental release that was this year a horror film released directly to Netflix. Monumental, the monsters, not the monsters. Do you know about Jamie Foxx? Do you know about Snoop Dogg, Jarrett? Do you know about vampires? Uh-huh. Day Shift, my man. Huh. Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx fighting vampires. By a director named J.J. Perry, and his bio, this is his only movie, and on Letterboxd it says, J.J. Perry is an American martial artist, action director, actor, and stuntman. That sounds great. So that was a Netflix release. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Prime's got some good ones. Disney actually Disney actually has a couple decent ones. And then uh, you know where the premium website for horror content is, Jarrett? to be well, that's the one-stop shop it's the one-stop shop to be originals now too come on come on no, come no, on. no one can even keep up anymore no but who no knows problem. it's been a while since i've uh tubed it up but uh i'm curious if the ads are getting worse because that's sometimes something to be wary of because well i I watched something what, 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 what on TV. What if it gets into like CBC gem territory? Oh or, no, that's or, C- un- or CTV. CTV is unbearable. We watch MasterChef on T- CTV, and like there's a there is a design in that thing where it's like so the ads come every like in in intervals, and they're like two minutes long and then there's this thing where it's like when you're about halfway through the episode right before an ad hits and this has been happening for over a year so i know that they have it designed right before the ad hits it goes into a loading screen so that you have to exit out and then when you go back into it it starts an ad again and then it'll show the ads will play and then it'll play 10 seconds of the show you were just watching and then the next ad cycle will start so they get a double dose of ad cycles because they've designed their shows to buffer to the point where you're like i just got to back out and then when you click back on double ads are you, are you saying that bell 
media who own CTV are uh, pulling a fast one. All I know is that this has been consistently happening for almost a year. Maybe if you, maybe you need to reset things. Nope, nope. It's it's always the same thing. It's about halfway through the episode. It's like two seconds before the ad is supposed to start, and then the buffering happens. It is consistent. It is trackable. Anyways, I watched something on Tubi a while ago. I can't remember what it was, like a month or two ago, and the ads were still like nothing nothing like CTV. It was a ad like every 15 20 minutes and the ads were some of them were like a minute long there was one i think that was like 20 seconds long or something and that was it it was right back to the show so to me premium content to be there you go hey hey you know some premium content though rj females that's right all right you want to hear from oliver granger nope get uh too bad he's got an email yep. titled oh. afternoon nap uh-oh hi there creeps I am reading a book on Winston Churchill. He doesn't know how to read. That is a lie. <laughs> uh, I, I read this first part of the sentence. I go, a big supporter of what? He is a big supporter of the afternoon nap. Churchill was yep. or Oliver Granger is? Well, uh, Oliver Granger says uh, he would crank them even in the height of the war. He would crank them? Yeah. After, okay. Afternoon naps, RJ. Okay. Okay. You guys, big nap boys. I uh, I, I don't know if I sent this to you. I sent it to someone else. Uh, there was a tweet going around a while ago that said uh, it was a it was a lady, and she's like, it's she's like, if you're a man and you're napping, you're gay. And I was like, is it gay to nap? I don't know. I take naps sometimes, so I guess. I very rarely nap i i i mean when i say sometimes i'm once a month maybe and it's usually because i'm like i don't know i just fall asleep on the couch just like but it's it's never a planned nap do you know what i mean it's just like <laughs> you, you mean you pass out <laughs> yeah but not from like and substances you, you wake up and, sure I, I didn't say anything about substances i was just more laughing with you you're just like passing out places be like where am i <laughs> it, it only ever happens on the couch like who's, if i'm watching something that's whose blood is this boring. oh yeah that you know what though that's uh that's getting old is is the uh watching something and it's got like a like that right uh audio score and it yeah. just puts you right out I will be probably catching up a little bit on my my naps probably during Creeptober because when mm. I watch my cozy seventies horror, it puts you right to sleep. Like a two B original? Oh no, those are usually a little bit more exciting in, oh, a, okay. in, in a bad way. Yeah, not cozy. Yeah, I see. I see. No. Yeah, I don't know. I I'd say like once a month. I I do. I try not to. But because I don't want to be called Gabe from strangers on the internet. Well, that's the. Word. I don't want to I mean, get cyberbullied. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely watch out for strangers on the internet with their opinions. Oh, well, I know. There's they're, a lot of bad ones that are definitely real. You know where the worst ones are on the Discord. Uh, you, you're, are you talking about our Discord? The the oh, do we have one? The, the Criterion Creeps Creepsville Discord. One Is there the, such a thing? The, the fastest growing communities asterisk uh, on uh. the internet. I, I I'm unaware of said thing. Could you could you could you tell me about it? Uh, I sure could. Uh, f 
for one dollar via Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Criterion Creeps. You too, folks, can join the the, the discourse on the Discord with the creeps. The creeps the themselves. RJ on the Discord. That's right, RJ. Okay. Sometimes RJ even appears on the Discord. I only pop up. One of, one of the last things. One, one of the last things he typed. Just, just, just this very day. Hey, that's the sound of my. Hey, what are you doing over there, bud? It's a compressor tank. Is it? It is. Oh, okay. Right what there. are you compressing? Nothing. I mean, oh, okay. air. So you got an airbrush. You see that device? I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't think that this is the time for that. But yeah. okay. Well, no, it just started up because it was on. Oh, okay. I oh, I see. I didn't I see. realize it was on. This happens I sometimes. I see. Sounds I see. like a. What does it sound like? A motorboat. That's one way you could put that. Uh, vibrating butt plug. I don't understand those. Okay. Like I don't really want to elaborate on it, but I don't. I don't understand the intent behind that. You gotta live a little, buddy. Uh, no, but all, I don't. All, get, I don't get all it. Oliver weighs in. I don't have the chance to do naps during the week, but definitely mm. do them on the weekend. Okay. Okay. Hey, what were you? What were you saying before you got cut off? You were saying something. I don't know. Must not have been important. Okay. Not, not at all. All right. Never mind. Oh, Discord. Oh, well, yeah. And how everyone should join it. It's got, there's, I could, I mean, I don't have a channel yet for it, but I could give you some airbrush tips. Do you, should I, should I announce who's on the Discord right now? No. It's he, that's but, secret. Okay, wait, I'm, I'm just going to say. Oh, yeah. RJ said. There are five people oh, yeah. online. What, what, what I was saying was, Dave, uh, RJ's last great words were classic Dave. I mean, if people, if people want to know context, they got to sign up. I mean, this is going to be news to a lot of people. They're like, have we heard of a Dave before? Is a Dave a proponent of this podcast? Mm-hmm. You got to sign up to find out. You find but, out. I mean, that was classic, Dave. What, what, what uh, Dave Thomas? The creator of Wendy's? Correct. Do you know why he called out Wendy's? Why? Uh, if you got to ask, Jared, I, I don't know if you're ready. Gwendolyn? Well, so he, a lot of people don't know this, but Dave Thomas was um, into hoodoo. He he went down to Creole County and he he did a lot of that stuff. And um, let's just say, Dave Thomas maybe allegedly could have been a corpse digger, grave digger, grave digger. <laughs> I forgot how words worked for a second. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Hey, welcome, welcome to the club. I, I, had a, I had a weird day. I, I got called in the morning for something to do something that I wasn't expecting to do, and it took up a lot of my time, and now I'm here looking and like this. And then you passed out. There was blood, just, blood everywhere. I woke up. Oh, not again. I got called in to do something I'm not used to doing, and I passed out. There was blood everywhere. It's been a weird day. A lot Cor- of people were crying. Hashtag corpse digger. Corpse digger. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Well... Oliver Granger. Son of a bitch. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Creeping back on track is the name of the email from one Justin Peterson. Uh-oh. Hey, Jared and RJ. What's happening? And thanks for holding on and even stalling for time last week to include my email. You guys really are a true gentlemen of creeping. I mean, we'll take that, but that might not have been the full story of how that played out. Maybe. Potentially. Maybe. Potentially. Caught an episode of The Simpsons last night that I'm confident must have helped inspire a young RJ to be a true champion for the animals. 
Mm-hmm. It was the one where Bart gets an elephant in season five. Stampy? So is Lisa one of your favorite characters, RJ? And any thoughts on the comic book store guy, JD? I mean, I, I kind of thought Lisa was annoying as a little kid. But, I mean, now that I'm an adult, like, yeah, Lisa was vegetarian. She cared about the animals. She was Buddhist. So she she thought all life was suffering, which is kind of close to what my mentality on on a lot of life things are. I don't know. Maybe I am Lisa. Maybe I mean, I'm maybe something. you are Lisa. Something between Lisa and Homer. <laughs> so who, who's who's that Lenny? <laughs> Not Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell anyone how I live. <laughs> uh, classic Lenny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I I can see Lisa's appeal now. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, Stampy was a good one, and uh, that guy needed a large African elephant, and he needs hey, it today. Lisa, well, when Lisa becomes the vegetarian. Uh, that's one of the worst episodes of the series. That is, but she was doing vegetarian well, stuff like before is it, that. Is it one of the worst of. of the series? It's it's definitely the demarcation of when the celebrity shit the Paul, When root. Paul McCartney yeah. comes up? Yeah. That ending sucked. I've talked about it before. When we brought it, I know. But that I episode know. stunk. Well, that's what I mean. Lisa was a champion for the animals long before she became, like, it was, like, official vegetarianism. So, like, I, I think she was always touting that like you know stampy the snakes for whacking day whacking days an all-timer right sure yeah this is this is the golden age i mean even the elephant yeah. stampy stampy's stampy's incredible i think that's a john schwartzwalder episode too aren't they all you know well no <laughs> well, as huh? far as comic book store guy yeah um what, what what can be said i think they i think recently they did an origin story episode with uh for comic store guy and it was done in a wes anderson style that sounds cool they, no it isn't it wasn't cool i don't think so i saw a trailer oh. for it and it looked like ex- everything why no one should watch that show anymore but it's still looked, on look too much like your real life like what like wes anderson story yeah but not quite not but quite. like with a ponytail my, my android dungeon Ooh, mm-hmm. i do like that are you gonna grow a ponytail I am not. I'm not interested. It would look great under a fedora. I'll leave that one to the professionals. I think you are the professional at this point. Mm-hmm. You were doing it before the internet. So, mm-hmm. you know, before the internet. Flick, flicking that pone. Do you know about the internet? I've never had hair long enough for a ponytail. Not yet. Yeah, I, could, I could still give up. Why don't you do a front one, like just a single braid a off front, of your beard? A front ponytail. Just like one long strand right here. You could put some seashells in it, maybe yeah. a feather or something. Okay. But like a feather you find, so like there's nothing weird about it, right? Nothing, like Ah, nothing weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you're not like, like, I took this from a bird. It's like, no, I found this one somewhere. So. And I'll legally change my name to Quintus. Quintus? <laughs> I feel like you... I feel like if you changed your name, <laughs> oh, good. Like, come on, it would be some. It would be something real oily. Oil, I don't, I don't, oily, <laughs> like Quintus, like is pretty, like, pretty good. Sli- like slick, like like you can't grasp it. It just slips away from you. It's oily. It just slips away. Like, like I don't know. I'm thinking like jaquius or something i don't know but like one of the letters is a number or something <laughs> Darnell. well the a is an at 
uh, the leaked. L's are ones, or the the E is a three what am I potentially. A, what am I, a child of Elon Musk? I mean, I saw a story that it was like Elon Musk's child was like disowned herself from him but i was like isn't that kid like a year old i was like how is that possible well there's 10 of them rj you have to be specific he's got 10 kids oh yeah he oh he loves to fuck i mean i knew that i i don't have any interest in that dude i don't look up anything i i've always thought he was a the king fedora the king darnell he's well he definitely is like a arch duke bishop of fedora dumb yeah yeah well there's that classic matrix picture that's everywhere no, it's not everywhere. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, he got taken off of the internet? You know that one where he looks like Neo from The Matrix? Uh, nope. You have to be more specific. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Connoisseur Guy, I don't know. There's They exist. They do? They do exist. Okay, well, I think he, maybe he has gotten it off of the internet. I'll find it. He scrubbed it? He why well, I, I I know it pops up on Reddit all the time, because uh, it's like RJ it's like Elon. It's real. They're like Elon Musk doesn't want you to know that this photo exists. <laughs> yeah, Wait, isn't, isn't, isn't that the one that's like him hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein? No, this is. Have you ever seen the movie Grandma's Boy? Uh, nope. <laughs> no, it that's like the uh, Adam Sandler adjacent universe. Where it's like the guys that are always in Adam Sandler movies, but not Adam Sandler. And it's their movie about video games. And RJ sent me, he's sending me to Reddit. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. You'll just have to see. What about this sweet email I'm supposed to be reading? Uh, I'm supposed to send you wasteful things. Yeah, I know. Tables have turned, Weatherman. I have never seen this ever. It's a it it pop. I see that pop up on Reddit like once a month. Never have I seen that. It's not everywhere. It's everywhere if you're living on the Matrix, my man. For the longest time, I think yeah. I've left my system for movie watching broken. What? For the longest time, I think I have left my system for movie watching broken. I would oh. create these elaborate lists. But not get to most of most of the movies since I always left room to pick from way too many options. So now I am keeping it simple and focusing on watching the rest of the best pictures in Disney animated flicks I have not logged along with Criterion's in spine order. And now I am currently up to those two David Lean Mark Twain adaptions. Mm. Any distant memories of Great Expectations, guys? Jared loved Mark- that movie. Uh, if I remember correctly, David Lean, Mark Twain adaptations. Is that the? the... Well, I think I'm I think confused. Mark Twain wrote The Matrix. Did he not? I th- oh, right. Is it? Is that not a? Uh, is that not a David Lean? Or something? I don't know. Well, I know it's Charles Dickens. Oh. <laughs> What did I was, Mark Twain sorry, do? Huckleberry I, Finn? I, 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 I figured it out. I kind of figured these things out, maybe. Okay. Uh, great expectations. All I know is that that was one of the great divides of the podcast in the early days. That RJ was a great expectations guy, and I was an Oliver Twist guy. And I can see, I, I remember seeing or noting lately that uh, Justin Peterson is not an Oliver Twist guy. But I was? No, you're you're a great. I was a great guy. expectations. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all I remember specifically. Um, 
But yeah. Hmm. That's that mattress, man. Yeah, I mean, what was that, like three, four years ago? About that. Yeah, I can't remember. Early days. I remember it was like a movie. tight. <laughs> that we thought was like all right or whatever. You ever just sneezed, Jared? Yeah. There's, there's oh, no yeah. Nixon here. I, I don't know if the podcast has ever uh, captured my sneeze. Why you? What do you mute your mic? No, I've. I don't know if I've ever sneezed. Uh, you had the, to have sneezed on the podcast. I, I've coughed, but I don't know. Like, well, you've heard my sneeze, the legendary sneeze, the legendary Duncan sneeze, the, the one where people think I'm dying, but I'm like, no. Nah. It's you. <laughs> oh no. It's you. That's that's a uh, Jared's that's, sneeze. That's, that's encapsulation as well. Yeah, it's very mousy. It's mm-hmm. you. That's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, so do you find yourselves more effective when you stick to a routine or no. do you guys rather play life fast and loose? Yeah. Routine, routine, routine. That's how uh, we're titans of the podcast game. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we have a routine. We watch one criteria in a week yep. and we do it in order. So uh, that's not broken. Nope. Every week, same day of the week. Nothing could possibly ever change that. Nothing, Nothing. ever. Nope. Ever. Yeah, it's not like we've even, never. Uh... Even if one of us were dead, um, that it would it would still happen. There'd be computer animations. Yep. Of uh, voices. We we've uh, talked to Disney about it. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. they have they have an entire catalog of our voices. Yeah, Eventually, they... this could turn into like a oh, what's his name uh, from Voyager, the Tuvok hybrid tuvix tuvix one day yeah. we could be tuvixed yeah i and mean it, we... and it's like it's it'll take either the best of us or the worst of us and combine us and then it'll just be a a monologue show i mean that's kind of what it is already and it'll begin with the screaming why am i alive i mean people assume Kill that me. we're two guys but uh I mean, have you ever seen two guys do the things that we do? I no. know what, you know what I've seen. I've seen two dudes with attitudes do this. Two rude dude, rude crude dudes with yeah. bad attitudes. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really. Yeah, I don't have a routine. Okay. I used to do stuff by routine, like by I, September, <laughs> but not anymore. I feel like you have quite. I think you have some routines, RJ. I watch Star Trek a lot. Yeah. I haven't lately, though. Yeah, um, how about answering goat movie questions of the week? You do that. I don't usually do that. that. Okay. Not usually. Well, let's maybe start a trend. So, which of those Woody Allen movies do you like best? Just rewatch Annie Hall, and it is still great. Too bad it is not in the collection. RJ, how are you liking that Woody Allen? Ants. Ants. That's your pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go with ants. Are you an ants guy? No, I never liked ants. Why? Because it's all about socialism. No, I just I thought the animation was horrible. It, yeah, looked, some... it, it looked bad then. I think Sylvester Stallone bad. is one of the ants in it. Yeah, I, I remember. He's he's the big ant. Yeah. Do you know about the big ant? I do. You, you remember yeah. Small Soldiers? That's not oh, a CGI I, I, movie. I love that movie. That movie's Joe, incredible. Joe Dante. Well, Joe Dante. That movie's incredible. So. Everybody knows. Speaking of 90s, uh, over on the Facebook feed, I've seen the same attempted meme, I don't know how many times, seven or eight times, of all 90s boys' first crush 
and it's just a photo of uh, the Kimberly. Pink Ranger. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I way way too many times where there's like there's no reason for this because it's like there is not a trace of anything related to Power Rangers in my nebula. But yeah. they're, they're basing this on I guess maybe age. It's um, it's age and, and yeah I I get what. I get lots of only 90s kids will understand this. I get that a ton. And like sometimes it's like, yeah, like there's a, a Twitter account that I just found that I share with the Gobbagools a lot, which is like 90s maniacs or something. It's not like that one. It's just it's basically just showing the intros of 90s TV shows that I kind of like forgot about. Like, do you know Pete and Pete? That was a good one. Uh, yeah, I remember that vaguely. It was like two brothers, an older one and a younger one. And the younger one, they were both named Pete. And the younger one had a tattoo of a girl on his arm. It's like a weird YTV show, basically. Um, it's all like that account is just putting out stuff like that. But then it's not pretentious about it. It's just like, here's the intro to Pete and Pete. And it's not like if you if you don't remember this, you're a real bitch. And you're not from the 90s. And you're just like, whoa, OK. Um, and dad had an intro for uh, some biker mice from Mars. Do you remember that one? I do. I, uh, I have one of the bikes. I have the little Harley. I don't have the mouse, though, which is kind of a bummer. <sighs> so, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So what's your favorite Woody Allen film from the 90s? Ants. Okay. <laughs> what do you, do you expect me to say something else? I don't know. Uh, I, like a movie he maybe directed. Oh, oh, fuck. Come on. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me pull up Ants. How, how about Everyone Says I Love You? How about that one? That's a classic. It's definitely the one I was going for. I figured. I know you were. It was just the tip of your tongue. Okay, so does it have to be '90s specifically? No, I, I just made that up. Oh, okay. I mean, Annie Hall is pretty good, but um, I feel like Annie Hall is maybe the obvious one. So I'll go with um, bananas. Mm, see, because you like that socialism. Ah, uh, no, not bananas. I don't know. I've Hannah and her sisters. That's a good let's go one. With that. Yeah. I mean, I like Annie Hall. I like Manhattan. But let's go with Hannah and her sisters because it's okay. about women in that one and not about Woody Allen. Woody? Not about him going, oh, hey, is my girlfriend too young? She's only four years old. Oh. The, the one time I watched uh, Deconstructing Harry, which I think a lot of people uh, hated at the time. Uh, yeah. It's basically him doing a, a Philip Roth uh, novel, mm. and it's where you get here Woody Allen drop f bombs, which is which is always a pleasant surprise. I uh, what else would you like to hear Woody Allen say? Uh, <laughs> like if you could get him to say anything, uh, that I'm retired, which he did do the other day. Then he said, "Is I taken out of context?" And, uh, He's taking out context. I only said I was retiring from this one very specific thing, but it's not really that thing. Oi. 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 He go. says, I just, I, I can't help but having oh. the sex. Oh, Woodrow. I'm just thinking about the sex. That's all Woody Allen movies. I find you very attractive. I, I find you very attractive. I'm finding, I, I'm having a hard time oh. uh, uh, just composing myself. I, I, I just, uh, there's like the scenes in Annie Hall where he's like in his, uh, his little undershirt and his uh, shorts and his socks. Oh. And he's like cuddling. And he's got his, both his arms around Diane Keaton, and he's, like, trying to coax her into having sex with them. <laughs> it's like, ugh. He's like, why don't you just come over here and give me a little he doesn't, he doesn't say sex. Make love. Well, which, which is way, like, which is grosser. Way grosser? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's saying it. 
You know that? Make love. This is before that. This is before that. RJ. Well, no, I, I just mean I find he I find him a gross man even before the gross oh. stuff. Oh, like he's just little and he's. <laughs> well, he's... <laughs> How many fedoras do you think he wore? Woodrow, um, yeah. a few, a few. But they're like really nice ones, like New York like, ones that he probably paid thousands and thousands of dollars for. Like velvet ones? No, oh, yeah, no, no. I don't, I don't oh. know. I don't know. I don't know my fedoras, RJ. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were kind of like the expert, but oh, no, oh well. I, I am not. Well, you're the expert on this podcast. Want to hear about Creepsville's finest eats? Uh, of course, if the restaurant's still open. Whoa, what is this one? I guess it shows how small Creepsville is since you guys have been to every place I have randomly picked so far, including the noodle shop. It yeah. is not very big. It is not very uh, big. But... No. So how is this El Greco cuisine? Oh, it's got a robot waiter. It is morning, so I'll just go with the New York strip and eggs. But why do they have salads on this breakfast menu? For vegans? No, it's... What, what it's, is El Greco cuisine? It's that restaurant attached to the gas station. Oh! Uh, by the casino. That's they, what they're called now. It's only been El Greco for a short time. This this restaurant has had many different faces. Many. Many, many different faces. Uh, it was always a breakfast and a lunch joint. Um, it was a buffet or like a dinner buffet place for a long time. For a while, yeah. So the El Greco... Chef, yeah, Chef's Hat maybe it's called? Yeah. It was a ton of things. Their claim to fame now is that they have um, a robot uh, waiter. Or a busboy or something. Like it comes and takes your plates and then robots back. Uh, I wouldn't recommend eating... <laughs> anything from this place <laughs> uh i haven't been i i was there i think three or four restaurants ago and it was fine but it is it's a restaurant attached to a gas station so well there's an A&W right nearby that is also attached to, to the yeah. gas station so it's an A&W, a gas station and then this restaurant it's I a three in one i think i think there might be some ties though with uh the luigi's people because ah, their okay. their their food tastes very similar, yeah. And they do this, pizza, yeah. They do. This this menu looks way too big, way 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 too big. There's so much stuff on here. It's like there's no way you're making all this stuff good. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Forget. I, I have been here in different iterations. I might have even been at the El Greco one without remembering, without re- realizing, and yeah. that they changed it. And uh, the food left no impression. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just seeing now that on their. I'd website, rather go eat at the casino. Yeah, the casino's got pretty good food actually. Yeah, which is like only about what two two more blocks away. You go check out some uh, new cars on the lot. Uh yeah yeah there's check out some cars go get an eggs Benedict from the casino so maybe stop by uh, Imperial China have a buffet while, while you're at it live a little. That, that's also good. That's also good. Um, that's, I'm, I'm that's just... called living fast and loose. That is living like fast your bowels after you eat all that food. After you eat at the El Greco, <laughs> uh, they have a beside menu. They they have a special section or a section called special awards. In 2019, they were uh, recommended on Restaurant Guru. Huh. So uh, just so you know, but Restaurant Guru also said they had the best takeaway food, which for Lethbridge in general, which I kind of um, doubt. No. 
best Italian, best Greek, best Mediterranean for all of Creepsville. Best pizza, best fish and seafood, best dessert, best steakhouse, best Greek restaurant, best American restaurant, best Italian restaurant, best Mediterranean restaurant, best breakfast, best chicken restaurant, best steakhouse, best pizza. That no one's ever heard of. Best voted best barbecue, voted best burgers, voted best dessert, voted best fish and seafood. (laughs) On Restaurant Guru. Okay. Well, this is uh, this new one is C- Community Votes Lethbridge. Uh-huh. Platinum winner, silver winner, platinum they, winner. Do you think they made their staff vote for everything? I mean, I've never even heard of these things before, but they have all these banners, and they are the best in mm. seemingly every kind of food imaginable. They're the best. Is it a, Is it really a contest when you're the only entry? <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know. Some of these, I say platinum winners. Some of them say gold winners. So some of them, mm. they must have gotten second in. Well, they got so many votes, they, they went platinum. Oh, maybe that's it. One last random question. So it was an awful weekend of football for me, as my oh. South Carolina Gamecocks and Minnesota Vikings sucked big time. Then, yeah. to make matters worse, I got to see just how much the Vikings sucked all over social media the next day. Uh-huh. So the question is... Can you recall the last time you were so pissed off with life that you could taste it? All uh, right, fellas, that's all I got. Long live the creep. From big Vikings boy J Money Peterson, Copenhagen. Oh, that one's different. No. Uh, so his question was, when was the last time you felt like life was that? I'd say every when, Wednesday. When, when, when not it? Yeah, when when one doesn't it, but uh, specifically on Wednesdays in the evening, usually around six, sometimes seven. This is like a, I don't know, this is further evidence to me about sports, (laughs) because you invest a lot, in terms of fandoms go, you invest a lot into something that you have Mm -hmm. absolutely no control over the outcome. When When it's good, it's like, yeah, but... Then mm-hmm. when, it, when it sucks, which for everybody but the winner, it's it's bad. Yeah. It's a bad time. Yeah, and, it's and, and sports. So maybe it's uh, sometimes I think maybe it's time to take a step back if, if it really upsets you that much. Uh, any anything, hobby or whatever. Um, that's what I think a lot of people could take the advice of that people who comment on you know Facebook feeds about movies about things that Captain Marvel said. You know what what did Captain Marvel say? This I don't time? know. It's something she says something, and then suddenly everyone is on it. She's not a real fan. She's a fake fan. Like, like us? Yeah. Like fake fans, yeah. fake flags. I, I think I saw someone False comment flags? Uh, recently on one of our uh, YouTube videos, oh, no. uh, talking about how we, uh, you know, poke fun at the uh, the Italians' ways and in, in, as depicted in movies. <laughs> But as if we're standing on some of uh, some sort of a high horse, because even though Jordan Peterson is uh, is apparently um, our greatest export, is that what they said? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a joke. I wasn't sure. I I, I kind of saw this and went, huh? Like, I mean, I make, are they making movies about? <laughs> are they making Peterson esque films in Canada? Apparently, Olivia Munn's new movie is about has a Peterson character, but um, oh. they shouldn't. Uh, what was I going to say? That's not even us. That's just that's what how 
that's how the Criterion movies depict Italian people. It's not us. That's that's that's, that's Italian cinema. That's Italian cinema. <laughs> it's hard to miss yeah. in these movies. Yeah, it is. I uh, I I don't look out YouTube comments, but I think there's one. Like, I do try to like the videos, you know, just to support our numbers, man. Uh, so I I went to like one and I saw a comment there and I was like, oh my god, it. I can't remember what it was. Oh no! Was, someone was like, "Are you contrarian just oh, resp- just to be?" And I was I, like, "I responded we- to that, and I just said that, hey, you know what? Uh, this format has broken us, and no one should listen to anything we say." And they apparently appreciated the honesty. I mean, that is true too. But I mean, they were talking about um, a movie that I thought we were like double gener- life of Veronique, I believe. Yeah, I think we were generally positive about it like I, I know you were kind of like eh, whatever but i was kind of like eh, whatever but there was these things i liked <laughs> eh, whatever we, eh, we me- whatever we mentioned a few things we liked so it was like i don't know how we were being contrarian it was like just because we're not like oh man you're gonna cream on this one cream on this one that's what people R- say you ever rj balog yeah <laughs> hey jared you ever chase the meat stick uh not lately I, no. leave that, I leave that to the professionals with their pe- with their pepperoni stick, which I'm sure you'll be biting into here in, within the next 30 minutes. Pretty soon, but I think I, I might have eaten them all. Oh, I don't know oh. if I have any left. Oh, there's a grocery store from not that far away. Yeah, I'll just run real quick, and then I'll be back. The gas station? Ooh. Yeah. Gro- grocery store is closer than the gas station, oh, actually. Look look at this pathetic email. Which one? From Sugarhead. Uh-oh. Let's hear RJ read again. Hey, creeps. Hoping this email gets us as a collective to 10 emails. Creeptober quickly approaches. Any recommendations for a guy who doesn't usually like horror movies? Sweetly, Sugarhead. Not even close. No. Not even close to 10? No. no. I mean, kind of. Uh... I, I, this is a preposterous question. <laughs> You know, it was a good horror movie. I don't like them. It's like I don't. I don't care. You go, go figure. Figure yourself out. Get yourself sorted. He should watch um, Hellraiser one through eight. There you go. Okay, RJ, RJ threw you a bone. Watch Hellraiser one through eight. Yeah, feel good about yourself. <laughs> I mean, one and two are really good. Uh, yeah. One one is one's really good. Primo two is Two's... pretty cool. Yeah, and then from there on, it's uh. It gets worse. Or no, it gets better, so you should keep watching them. Yeah, keep watching. They're like even better. If you like the idea of like nineteen nineties, two thousands uh Warren Ellis comics, they're kinda like that, but way worse. You mean better? Yeah, better. Or you know what you could watch? Rob Zombies the Monsters. There you go, another great recommendation. It's great great recommendation. Watch watch, watch like Monster Squad. Ooh, I mean that is a good movie. How do you? Who hates horror movies? I mean, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> I feel like he's watched some in his life. I though. feel like he has. Yeah, isn't he like the the Vavich? The Vavich. Well, if it's an A twenty four horror movie, he probably does. Oh, I know he's absolutely. he's a big fan of those. Big, big, big fan. Big, big fan. I think he needs to bring it down a notch, though. He should watch video violence. Ooh. See what he thinks nah, about that. that. No, that's a little too classy. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's ready for that. And, take, and like, not a lot of people are ready for that movie. I well, okay. So this is the thing. I want a podcast with Sugarhead and Corpse, and then they can talk about horror movies. Just the two? Yep, yeah, just the two. Yeah, no, that would be terrific. No, no one moderating it. Just 
slap them together. Who knows? Mm-hmm. They, they might hit it off. I think that sounds terrific. Mm-hmm. I'd be all over that. Mm-hmm. All over that. Yeah. All over that. One last email. We're yep. almost at an hour. Impossibly. Oh, Can you believe yeah. that? We nope. fucking we fucking blew our chance to have a short episode. No, it's still possible. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the theater from Rob Eagle. Uh-oh. Hello, creeps. With a screenshot from Back to the Future 3 with, with Marty and Doc with guns pulled saying, this is a science experiment. You know when they, when they hijacked the train? Remember that? I don't. I do not. To quote the words of Doc Brown, this is a science experiment. But more of that later. You know what I've noticed has been coming back lately? Mm. The Dolly Zoom. You know about the Dolly Zoom, RJ? No. Exactly. Could you could you could you elaborate? So you know when a, a camera pulls back, but then the 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 lens zooms in, and you get that oh, disorienting yeah. effect. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It I keeps, do. It keeps the figure centered, but then the background shifts. Yeah. Made famous by Vertigo, then even more famous by Jaws, the effect showed up in seemingly every other 80s pop video. It appeared in multiple 80s and 90s movies and TV shows from that period, and of course, every single student film. Before it became a totally done-to-death cliche, and finally, thankfully, disappeared. Well, guys, it's back! (laughs) Maybe hackety-hack directors thinks it's so old it's new, because the past few months I've noticed a resurgence to the extent that I've actually seen it coming in shows you boys might describe as try-hard. A while back, I was watching some pretentious TV thriller and getting more annoyed by the minute, then game the big reveal scene. I literally said to my TV, oh no, please don't do it. (laughs) They did it. It's been happening a lot lately. Just last night, I was watching Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon briefly watching i should say because i bailed after 10 minutes and for mm. count them <laughs> four day dolly zooms Ooh. have you guys noticed this too let me tell you you will and this is my science experiment it's called the bader meinhof phenomenon otherwise known as the frequency illusion or recency bias it's a situation where something you recently learned about suddenly appears or seems to appear everywhere Blue car syndrome. It's kind of like a cross between a science experiment and putting a gypsy curse on someone. You'll see it. I guarantee it. Regards, R.O. Beagle. P.S. R.J., I really Mm -hmm. wasn't kidding last week when I said I stood for the national anthem upon Her Majesty's demise. As I told Jared Mm -hmm. at the time, that was not the first time in my life I've been upstanding for a queen. I knew he'd get there. I knew he'd get there. I, uh, I was like, look at this, look at this move, this email to our podcast mm-hmm. about movies. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that he did. I know he's British. Yeah. So I, I was just surprised. I was like, really? Really? He loves queens. Really? Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, what was I going to say? I, I have noticed uh, an uptick in those dollies lately, too. Ooh. Uptick, Jared. I, like that. I, could, I liked it. I couldn't say when, but in whatever newer movies I've watched in the last year, I know it was there. It's always there. Yeah, I know it was there. Yeah, it really, it it nails it. It's like better than a close-up. Is it? Yeah, apparently. It really gives the audience the sense that like, like a world out of sorts, like they're in trouble or it's closing in. 
Yeah, but like not too much trouble. You know what I mean? Like they still feel rounds the audience sympathy with the character. Yeah. Well, they feel threatened, but they they still feel safe. Gets uh, they want to get their hooks in you. Their what? Hooks. Oh my god. Like Hellraiser. Oh my god. Don't don't watch it, Sugarhead. It's too good for you. Hellraiser? Yeah. Yeah, Hellraiser is awesome. What do you think of a new Pinhead? Uh, we'll see how it is. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about news. Uh, Did you creep on anything this week? I just uh oh uh I watched um a true crime thing oh that was just put on Netflix. It was about like that lady from a couple years ago where she married like an LDS guy who was uh like one Again? of the doomsdays. It always seems like someone's marrying an LDS person in a true yeah. crime story. It was yes, it comes up pretty frequently. He was one of the doomsday ones who like uh, was the prophet that uh, the end of the world was coming. And basically, this guy convinced her and her brother that like people were zombies and they had like dark levels and so they like they killed their own kids and like other like their ex her ex-husband and stuff that's hilarious yeah um <laughs> it was uh it was interesting but there was there were some things that i was like you <laughs> like uh it was uh her oldest son like got out of it he wasn't young enough uh to like be taken by her and then like there were scenes of him where he was like at the end like it's meant to be played off like really emotional but he's like giving a service for the people who died and it's really comes off really hokey because he's like being filmed for netflix while doing it and he's just like he's like i love you guys i miss you and and it's like he gives him like a funeral like on a beach and i was like but i was like it doesn't seem genuine you know what i mean (laughs) But I, sounds there were, oily. It, it it was oily. There was one thing though that I thought was really funny. They get a different LDS doomsday person, uh, a different conspiracy theorist, and that person's like, no, no, no. They're like, the end of the world is coming, but not the way this guy said it. And it's like, this is the real end of the world that's coming soon. And I I thought that was kind of like, I, I don't I don't want to say like funny, but it, it was kind of. It's kind of funny. They're like, here's a different crazy person. See, they're all crazy. And then you go, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's called Sins of Our Mother is what it was. It was fine. It was fine. It's fine, Jared. Jared, it was fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, that's it. That's, that's it. all. I'm, just, I'm getting ready. I'm, uh, I've been watching YouTubes because it's easy and unremarkable. Watching the YouTube. See, welcome, yep. welcome to my side. I know, I know, but I'm just, I'm biding, I mean, I enjoy the the YouTubes, but I'm, I'm biding time for another nine days, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just prepping, getting stuff ready, trying to track down all my loot, getting there. And you, I imagine, watched nothing? Correct. Good, uh, terrific. X- X-Files, I'm still chugging along with. I am yeah. somewhere in season five now. Let's, let's find out for, for shits. Did you hit the uh, uh, not, Stephen not, King? No. Stephen King one? Uh, why does it keep changing my five to a three? I don't know. Huh. Sounds like a personal problem. Interesting. So, uh, oh, I might be getting really close to, no. Oh, I, I did watch that episode. No, is it Chinga? 
That's a yeah. Where's like the doll? That's alive. I am one episode. Like I'm literally on the episode before that. Oh, okay. So the episode. I mean, I... it's okay. It's it's not a like a standout episode or anything like that. It's... Okay. So I watched uh, right after so postmodern Prometheus after yes, that episode. One of the best. Um, it's okay. We have the two parter that I had no memory of whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Carol slash Emily. Where mm-hmm. we have Scully's daughter. Yeah, I remember that. I I, I don't. Well, I mean, because you just watched it, but I had no memory of this from when I was a kid. Oh, um, it's uh, so I was not expecting it to be turned into a two-parter and then turn into alien bounty hunter stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. But once again, the characters are like, oh, I don't even know if that existed. I don't even know. I think it's all set up. And yeah, it's like okay. And then after that's the episode where it's the. It's like a killer tree. Oh, yeah. well, the kid, those are the best ones. Uh, no, yeah, that's shit's schizo Jenny. The episode before that is where um, the pusher guy comes back, and it mm-hmm. turns out he has a fraternal twin. She's got the same powers as him, the same brain problem that gives her superpowers to suggest people, and she wants mm-hmm. revenge. That episode. I mean, isn't it always that episode? So he was given like the tombs treatment mm-hmm. this guy who's like a r- r- ronin he's into being a ronin <laughs> he's a real oh, wow. john criterion oh what about a gary collection nah gary's a good guy no okay yeah he's too soft to be a ronin uh yeah i think i understand what you mean i'm understanding what you mean i'm understanding uh interesting so on the list I'm looking at for X Files episodes, episode thirteen is entitled "Episode 13. Does that does that make sense to you? I mean, uh, yeah, kind of. I kind of like that. Why not? I think it's called Patient X, but then they have episode fourteen as Patient X. I think there's an issue here. Hmm. I'm not quite sure what you mean. Hey, this is horseshit. The last episode of the season is called "The End." I've... Well, there's four more seasons, Jared. I know. And two movies. And then another season. Where did they get off? Well, you tell them. No. You got Chris Carter's number. So so after so after Creeptober, RJ, are yeah. you are you doing it? You you doing the trek? I I should, yeah. I think I should. That's what you're threatening? Yeah. So the way as far as I understand, and in, until someone tells me different, I do season one and two of Discovery, season one of Picard. Season three of Discovery, three of Discovery, and then Picard. and then Strange New Picard to Strange New Worlds, that and then right. four of Discovery. And then I think you're like caught up at that point. Yeah, and then there's the Lower Deck show, which I wouldn't watch, but it is. I, I think I it's considered canon, and they're gonna have a crossover with that Strange New Worlds as well. What? Yeah, so there's that. And then the one that... like, Because I watched original series animated, and that was good. But, like, Lower Decks is, like, Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And there's another animated one, which is the the one that's a genuinely a kid show with Janeway. And I don't really want to... I don't really feel like watching that one. Hey, RJ, did you know huh? that there's a Star Trek issue 400 that's come out or is coming out? 400 of what? Issue 400 of, of Star what? Trek. What, the comic book? Yeah. 
It's the 400th feel, issue of Star Trek. I feel Trek. like they should be way higher than that. Uh, probably. But oh, I do know that there's like something called Star Trek number one, and mm-hmm. it's all about Cisco coming back. Coming back? Coming back. Is that official canon? I don't know. It, it Probably not, because it's a comic book, and they can ignore that anytime they want. But yeah. maybe, maybe it's uh, suggesting otherwise. Hmm. I don't know, man. Hmm. I don't know, man. Hmm. Taxes. <laughs> the taxes. The things with the fingies means the taxes. Nerd, nerd taxes. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll put you down for uh, five. Of uh, of number one. Yeah. Return of Cisco or four hundred. Both. Maybe, okay. Maybe he returns first and four hundred. So 400 of the return and yeah. one of yeah. of 400? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm totally on board with everything you just said. Me too. Yeah. We love we love Star Trek over here, don't we? Well, are you going to watch them with me? No. <laughs> I'd have no? To, Why? I haven't watched Voyager. I don't even watch Enterprise. Unless you well, want you... me to, do you want me to hate watch it with you? What the new ones? Yeah, I mean, I think you could just jump into those, and it wouldn't matter. Do you know what I mean? No, like uh, the I, newer, newer I, ones. I, I mean, I just don't like the way it looks. I I know. I I mean, neither do I. I don't know. It's up to you if you want to do it. Like, I don't expect to like some of the new stuff, but uh, I I I tried to convince you while I was watching Enterprise that Enterprise was worthwhile, mm-hmm. and you still didn't watch it. You still didn't do it. But Enterprise is. Voyager, I don't know. But Enter- Enterprise is worthwhile, I think. So, But anyways, yeah, uh, November. Be there. Unless we do Brovember. Brovember. What, Which is that? Is what does that mean? Buddy films. Oh, yeah, we're not doing that. You don't want to do buddy films? You're not my buddy. No, I don't mean you and me are buddies. I mean we watch movies about buddies. Oh. Like Chris Farley and David Spade. I see. Every yeah. week, every week, it's another duo from cinema. Yeah, like yeah. Paul, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Exactly. Or um, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Danny DeVito. Yeah, Sonny and Cher. Perfect. They're 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 great buds, right? Perfect buds. Siskel and Ebert, the movie. Where is that? That's going to happen. How how has it not happened yet? Exactly. I, I, I believe that you should mm. pen that. <laughs> Siskel and Ebert, the show, the movie. What a what a screenplay that would be. You know that someone's shopping that around. I, I imagine it's probably going to become a Roku original. With the weird, right, you said the weird owl one. Wait, what do you call it? What's the title? Siskel and Ebert, the show, the movie. How about Thumbs in the Middle? No, I I got I had the perfect. It was perfect. Remember when you were talking about thumbs up and thumbs down earlier? Yeah. Yeah, it just came full circle. Oh yeah. Discord, hey. And you Discourse. too can get on on the dis this course if you uh, if you um, pay us money to be on. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, the Discord. Hey RJ, you want to hear about movies coming out at the end of the year? So you can uh, yeah. let you can let Andy know this is what you want to find in your Christmas stocking. stocking. Okay. You, you want the Michael Haneke trilogy. I you love there, funny games? Well here's three more for you. A few things I would like less than Michael than more Michael Haneke movies. 
have you looked at the Velvet Underground uh, packaging? I, I have. I've seen it. That's that's a decision. Yeah. It was a decision. Do you think it was the right decision? No. So this is a documentary from 2021, which I think is online currently. Uh, maybe. Someone was saying. Uh, yeah, this this cover they uh, i think someone put it as like you know it's a little too cute a little too cute too cute yeah we're like mm. this why do you why would you want to have a legible cover we got to work at it you know it's like that's not what this is about john this isn't what it's about it's going to be like kind of vague is like the way you want it that's how we like it mm-hmm. so in that michael hanke box that you're getting for sure uh, oh yeah, the Seventh Continent, Benny's video, and seventy-one fragments of a chronology of chance. Um, that sure sounds good. Hey, uh, I have these already on DVD. I don't know if uh, I'll need them on Blu-ray, but I'll take them if they're on the Criterion Channel restored. Sure. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, Ooh. I won't. But what about three films by My Zetterling? <laughs> Matt, if RJ, you had a nickel, RJ, would you, I'm going to read this synopsis, and I'm going to let folks yeah. think about what does RJ think about this. So, okay. uh, withhold your snickering and sighs, I'll, and, I'll be dead and, thro- and your throat clears, and you can <clears throat> you can jump in after I finish. Okay. A fearlessly transgressive, long overlooked pioneer of feminist cinema. Swedish actor-turned-director Mai Zetterling ruffled the feathers of the patriarchal establishment with a string of bracingly modern, sexually frank, and politically insensitive... Ah, see, you couldn't do it. No, keep going, keep going. No, no, I no. said nothing, I said nothing. No, that was, that was the test. I was breathing. <laughs> I was breathing. <laughs> Finish. And politically incendiary films focused on female agency and the turbulent state of 20th century Europe. Her peerless ability to render subjective psychological states with startling immediacy is on display in Loving Couples, Night Games, and The Girls. Three provocative taboo-shattering works from the 1960s featuring some of Swedish cinema's most iconic stars with their audacious narrative structures that fuse reality and fantasy (laughs) their elaborate use of metaphor and symbolism and their willingness to delve into the most fraught realms of human experience these movies are models of adventurous passionately engaged filmmaking is is that a scene? Is that end scene? End scene. A lot of big words in that description, Jarrett. That's a lot of five dollar bills. It's a lot of five dollar words right there. Uh, I don't. I, have... I do. I, I always appreciate when someone manages to drop a fraught into fraught? a sentence. Yeah. Do you think that a person wrote something that kind of like was the way people talked and then they thesaurused this every is, single no, they word didn't. RJ, like, no because see rj people read books and they do know how to use words and they write like this what happens is this becomes comedic because this is i mean how people are taught to write and this is apparently good academic writing um even though this is a summation it's supposed to sell people because this clearly has to have an audience where people go oh, oh <laughs> don't mind if i do pick this up I'll pay $50 mm. for that. 
Oh, I'm sorry. $64 U.S. on sale. I just... I'm just not sure, Jared. Come on. Peerless subjective psychological... She's peerless. 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 Does that need to be said? How about... How about Cooley High? You know about Cooley High? Is uh, is that the one with John Lovett in high school? Um, nope. This is um, Chicago, 1964. It's the last weeks of high school for aspiring poet Preach, played by Glenn Turman, and his best mm-hmm. friend Cochise, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. Come on, how, co- how cool Cochise? is that? Someone's named Cochise. And they have a full slate of extracurricular activities, swing and dance parties, Late night joy rides and the stumbling uh-huh. pursuit of romance. Of course, when you're a young black man in America, your coming of age story is far from complication free. With Cooley High, director Michael Schultz and screenwriter Eric Monte, who drew on his own experience growing up in Chicago's Cabrini Green housing project, Candyman Baby, arrived at something truly unique in 1970 mm. cinema an endearingly funny, tender, and authentic portrait of black teens striving toward a brighter tomorrow, brought to life by a dynamic ensemble cast and set to a heavenly hit parade of Motown classics. Yeah, that's totally a movie that uh, has a character named Cochise. It, it is. Uh, it definitely is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. What what else is there? That's it. Um. Okay. <laughs> we did it. We finally did it. All right. What other news you? Uh... That's all. That's all I'm going to share. Unless you got some scoops. Um, Ontario transgender teacher sparks controversy by wearing gi- giant prosthetic breasts in class. How giant are we talking? How big are they? Uh oh, oh shit! <laughs> They're uh, comically huge. Okay, comically, that's okay. I'm fine with that. That's no problem. Uh, well, anyways, we all know you're the people's Joker, so that's a movie. Oh, we, we, I remember that. It got uh, it got pulled. They weren't allowed to proceed. No, I mean copyright. I, I, I put that on the um, festival. Yeah, I mean, well, and the filmmakers too. It's just like, yeah, I, I mean, the filmmaker. I mean, filmmakers can do whatever they want. They can send yeah. things, but I mean, the festival could be like, oh yeah, we can't screen this. And if they went, okay, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to do it. You go, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. You go, sure. That's totally how this works. No, you say it like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's my news for you, big dog. Thank you, thank you. Uh, that's that then. Yeah. After the break, there's a fire in this podcast. Hmm? Better throw a blanket over it. <laughs> you did what? There's a fire. Oh, yeah, you gotta smother the air out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how physics works. Chemistry.
days. Shocking because she was Jackie Kennedy's first cousin. Coming up, the story behind the lonely death of Jackie Kennedy's cousin. And today's Inside Info, how old was Jacqueline Kennedy when she became first lady? That, of course, is Jacqueline Kennedy in today's Inside Info question. How old was she when she became first lady in 1960? She was 31 years old. Jackie Kennedy was a world-renowned symbol of beauty and style, but she had a cousin who even Jackie said was more beautiful. That cousin died earlier this month, and her death is a reminder of a woman whose life took a dramatic turn from the wealth and privilege she once knew. Stacey Galandi has more in today's headline story. This is the best thing to wear for the day. You understand. Yeah. It's hard to imagine this eccentric woman is a member of American royalty. But her name is Edith Bouvier Beale, first cousin of Jackie O, the former first lady of style and grace. In contrast, Edith's life appears like a disturbing and dark reflection. God, if you knew how I felt, I'm ready to kill. Earlier this month, at the age of 85, Edith died of an apparent heart attack. For five days, her body lay alone in the bathroom of her tiny Florida apartment. She was already decomposing. She's not viewable. Uh, again, there's no evidence of trauma on the body. Edith's body was eventually transported here to the coroner's office. Dr. Reinhardt Mott is the Dade County medical examiner. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing looked as if there any crime had taken place or if anybody had broken in or anything along those lines. So just how did Edith's life end up in such disarray? very difficult to keep the line between the past and the present. Edith was born in 1917 to Philon Beale, a prominent lawyer, and Edith Bouvier, Jackie's aunt. Like her first cousin Jackie, Edith entered society as a debutante. By 17, she was a successful model. Albert Mazels co-produced a documentary on Edith called Grey Gardens. When she was of age, maybe 18 or 19. Lee and Jackie looked up to her. And while Jackie would become Camelot's first lady, Edith would remain at Grey Gardens, the stately 28-room Bouvier mansion in New York's fashionable East Hampton, to tend to her ailing mother. The family money had run low, and the servants had left. People knew them as Big Edie and Little Edie. I want to show that to Al. I want to show it to Al. Sometimes they behaved with childlike frivolity. By the late 70s, the house was in shambles. Some 58 cats and a raccoon or two roamed freely. Jackie, meanwhile, was living in luxury with Greek tycoon Aristotle Anassis. In 1977, after 20 years living together, the elder Edie died. Her funeral was attended by cousins Jackie and Lee Radzewell. Another cousin, John Davis, was also there. All the other cousins were there. And we, we were all crying. Then scandal broke. Health authorities who claimed her home violated every known code were trying to evict Edie. But first cousin Jackie came to her rescue, paying a reported $32,000 for the cleanup. Two years later, Edith sold the estate and settled in this Miami Beach apartment building. Toward the end of her life, she became a recluse rarely seen outside. I would say she was quite lonely. After her body was found a few weeks ago, Edith was cremated and her remains were claimed by a nephew who will bring her back to New York for burial in the Bouvier family plot. While Jackie died surrounded by the love of the world, Edith's life ended in a much different manner. And though she died alone, Edith's nephew says she did have friends who will celebrate her life with a party in the Hamptons. This and we're back. 
This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast, and tonight we're talking about The Beals of Grey Gardens from 2004, directed by the Maisels Brothers. Oh, sure. A tagline for this documentary, RJ. Utilizing hours of unseen archival footage, The Beals is a new take on the women of Grey Gardens. Oh, is it? Mother and daughter, Big Edie and Little Edie Beal. Mm. Live with six cats in a crumbling house in East Hampton. Little Edie in her 50s, who wears scarves and bright colors, sings, mugs for the camera, and talks to Al and David Mazels, the filmmakers. Big Edie in her 70s, recites poetry, uh, comments on her daughter's behavior, and sings, If I Loved You, in fine voice. She talks in short sentences, her daughter in volumes. The film is episodic. Friends visit. There's a small fire in the house. Little Edie goes to the shore and swims. She talks about the Catholic Church. She's ashamed Mm -hmm. the local authorities raided the house because of all the cats. (laughs) She values being different. What do you mean by different? I don't know. That's a super long one. Remember? Remember these two? You know, big big and little? Big Big Edie and Little Edie? Yeah, remember them? Where, where, I remember Edie, you. Where, where did we see them before, RJ? Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens from 1975, as discussed on episode 106 <gasps> of the Criterion Creeps podcast. What, Jared? Can you believe it? Can you see him seeing this? Do, I ain't seen it. Do you remember um, when we watched that movie, how motivated we were? The the the, the spring in our step when you'd, you'd find out there's a a movie based on these characters, like a fictional film better watch it. I don't remember what you mean. Remember where I'd be like, Hey, slow your roll RJ. We're going to be talking about the Beals of great gardens documentary one day. Cause it is a criterion spine number. No, I don't recall. Okay. All right. I, I do not recall. Okay. Not to my re- well, recollection. How, how strong are your memories though? In general of the great gardens documentary. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Andrea watched that one with me. And uh, I think we bring it up once in a while. Like if someone's doing something gross, we'll be like, Edie. Because <laughs> like, uh, you know how they're like making boiling corn in their beds and stuff like that? Yeah. We, br- we bring it up once in a while. We bring it up once in a while. How well did I remember it? I don't know. But it does get brought up. I'd say once every three months. Okay. That's pretty good. It's I, not bad. I never think about it. No? Nope. You don't think about that corn? Nope. No? Nope. Not even a little bit. We mentioned I, it. I kind of go, corn. I vaguely remember that. It was like, it's not, it's not a plot point, Jarrett. <laughs> it's not a plot point. <laughs> but there's just a scene where she has a hot plate and she's boiling corn in her bed. And I, it just stuck with me. I was just like, what an, what an image. I think I remember you talking about it when we watched yeah. the documentary, but I don't, I don't remember it. It just I, I'm surprised because uh, it seems like I know it's not spaghetti in a bathtub, but boiling corn in a bed is on a I think an equal plane. It's an equal plane. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you I think so. Yeah, you have a, a real strong food awareness in these films, in case people haven't noticed. I have a real strong awareness, awareness. I'm hyper focused, Jarrett. Yeah. I've never missed something in one of these movies. Never. Laser focused. I am doing the hard work. Honed in. Honed in. I am like, 
I don't know. Some people have called me the Criterion Kid. The Criterion Kid. <laughs> some people have said it just because of how some, how much. Some asterisks. <laughs> none. Some, some have said it because by, of uh, called by none. <laughs> uh, admired by all. Admired by asterisks by none. By all. Yeah. So I mean, the biggest thing is like, uh, I mean, I just do what I do. You know, I go out there. I uh, give it my best, and uh, I watch every minute of it. Never missed a single minute of a Criterion film. Well, that's not good. Not a minute. Not a second. Not not even a sideways glance to the phone. Not even a, a, a well, casual I, well, What did we used to refer to, to that? Magazine movies? Magazine movies. Yeah. Yep, magazine movies. Uh, or, you know, the ones, uh, I believe it was, um, what was that Japanese anthology one? Oh, That was uh, too long quite on oh okay yeah quite long yeah those are those are ceiling films so those are the RJ, ones where your head RJ just sitting back his reading his uh chatelaine magazine Ooh, remember chatelaine chantilly magazine. lane <laughs> chantilly lane no no okay whatever okay sure whatever okay mm. never, never mind a, uh yeah I, i'm I, looking I, at it right now a cover uh, a sample of it and uh this chantilly is... lane uh, this is a, and it's got corn. It's got corn? Yeah. See, it's all about corn. Your, uh, song this week could be the corn song. You know that kid? It's corn. <laughs> no. You don't know the corn kid? I guess not. That took the internet by storm, like, a, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's corn. And then he goes, it has the juice. Oh, that video. It has the juice. Yeah, see, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Do you also have the juice? I don't. I don't have the corn juice. You don't got the corn juice? Mm-mm. This guy doesn't got the corn juice. So anyway, uh, yeah. usually one would think that one would rewatch Grey Gardens for preparation uh, no. for, for the Beals of Grey Gardens. But you know what? Neither one of us opted for that option. And you, you know time, why? Time is a precious resource. I mean, I still remember it pretty, pretty well, but it's like if there was... Well, I, I guess we did it once. The one and only time was for the Antoine de Nel stuff. That's right. But that was not just a one-off of a plotless kind of p- uh, pastiche of life in a house here. That's what they call this one. Uh, that was like an actual narrative that followed a character over like seven movies. So it was yeah. kind of like, I guess we have to watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, at no point... Did I ever even consider rewatching the original one? Not, not, not even for a second. But, but you sound like such a big fan. I mean, I do like that first one. I like Grey Gardens. I, uh, they're dirty people, but they're my kind of dirty people. Wow. They're like feeding cats and stuff, and it's yeah. like that's cute. And they're like feeding the raccoons. Even they're like, here's some raccoons. They're boiling corn in their bed. I was like, I'm okay with that. Spaghetti in a bathtub, whole different ball game. Whole different ball game, Jerm. So. I'm not sure what the motivation was exactly for taking this unused footage from 1975 sure. and repurposing it for like another film. What? Uh, 30 years after the fact, this is the purpose jerk. Oh, of the taxes, the taxes, yeah. the thing with the fingers means the taxes. Jerk. Right. I believe the entire goal was for profit. For profit, I suppose. But, I mean, documentary filmmakers aren't exactly in this for, like, man, bro, 
we gotta do we gotta do this, Dave. It's like, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know. It's too crazy of an idea. I mean, I get that too. Like, I don't think there was, I don't think there was profit out the window for the Beals of Grey Gardens or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, what's interesting yeah. is that this and Symbio um, Psycho, Psycho. Taxoplasm, uh came out back to back in Criterion, which both kind of fulfill the same role of releasing a classic documentary um, and then alongside a 2000s revisit to footage from the period. This though actually still feels like a product of the 1970s whereas Symbio Psycho Take Two and a Half mm-hmm. does not any longer feel like uh, it has the aesthetics even though it's the same filmmaker, it's the same director cutting the material, it just doesn't. It didn't work. Um, and the Beals of Grey Gardens, I, I will, I will give it credit. It feels like an extension of Grey Gardens. And I've seen people, you know, talking about this in terms of like, wow, it really adds a lot. <laughs> to mm-hmm. it. And I, I'm just like, not really. It feels like it's kind of more. It's just, it's just more yeah. of these characters. This is going to be extremely tough for me to talk about in any real way because there is nothing to talk about. There's no like big arcs or like no, no, there's like nothing that drives this per se. There's no event that comes upon this these characters or like oh other than there oh there's a fire in the house. I mean, Edie goes to the beach. She goes to the You've beach. Totally for, skirted for, past that for some time. Uh, she comes yeah. out a lot and kind of. Um, Prances about the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry comes over. You know about Jerry? I know about Jerry. Yeah, I know yeah. about Jerry. Young Jerry. Jerry's, Jerry's relationship is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Big Edie's fas- fascination with Jerry at every at every opportunity. Well, he's not Jerry. They're, talk- they're talking about anything. It's like, well, there's a pizza coming. It's like, well, the pizza's fine, but it's not Jerry. She's like, Jerry's the best. Jerry the marble fawn. The Marble Fawn. Did you know that he has a memoir, that guy? It's called The Marble Fawn. Mm-hmm. Grey Gardens, Jackie O, and there's one other th- part of that. It's a huge name, but it is called The Marble Fawn. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy went to become a person who grew up yep. to write a memoir. An American sculptor. Yeah, he was a sculptor. Do you think he sculpted lots of dicks? Mm-hmm. Seems like sculptors only ever do, like... Dicks. Maybe we should uh, check out some Carl Andre. Carl Andre? Do I have to safe, safe search this? Yeah, probably. Carl with a C or a Dre? Uh, okay. C. Carl Andre. Look, He's look, got look. kind of like a hobbit beard. Look, look at yeah, look at this mean mug. I mean, yeah, he looks like he's been to prison. Well, uh, are, are, funnily enough, you should say that after one of his uh, girlfriends mysteriously fell out of a window. Ah, yes, I see. So I'm seeing his sculpting. And some people might say that it's bricks and squares and rectangles and Tetris-based. But if you look deep, Jared, if you really look deep, dicks. (laughs) Nothing but them. Nothing but them. Up and at them. He's not even blowing them off. Well, not yet. Not that you've seen. Mm -hmm. But remember Michelangelo? You got to pay for that. Dicks. Like, you ain't never seen. Yeah. Remember Rupert Maplethorpe? Robert Maplethorpe, even? Uh, yeah. What about him? Vagina. Oh. Isn't everything he painted 
No. Vaginal? He's a, he was a photographer. Every, isn't everything he took a picture of vaginal? Uh, it's a lot of things. Wasn't that all he did, though, was, like, flowers that looked like no. genitals? <laughs> oh, my God. Robert Maple yeah, Thorpe. Go, go for it, my friend. Okay, I got Rob, Robert Maple Thorpe up here. No. And uh, let's look up flowers. Okay, we got the flowers of Rob. Yeah, these are all limp dicks and vaginas. Wow. That's not like, how, how do you not see this? Well, those are literally, there's literally penises and crotches, yes. How do you how do you not see this? This guy is nothing but dicks. Okay. He's got a he's got a Sega CD game, I think. Yeah, I, I'm yeah like for real. I think it's called The Flowers of Robert Maplethorpe. Anything? It's you just like hanging out with his flowers and stuff like that. So Jared sent me a leather daddy picture. Rob Eagle's not in this episode. I know, but uh, yeah, this Maplethorpe one is. Uh... Oh wait, Matt Smith. Ah, oh, hate that guy. <laughs> he's poison everything that guy taught if he was in a gray gardens movie are you, it would, are, it would is, suck is this is this why morbius failed i honestly anything this guy anything that guy touches is shit like i know he's in that house of the dragons which is allegedly good but i'm not gonna watch it allegedly you're not gonna what? watch it ever maybe after the first season airs. i'm not gonna i think it's give... I, I think it might be a one and done no, it got renewed for a second season. Oh, that's interesting. The, the, it sounds the day like the first one came, well, the first episode came out. Like, that doesn't even make sense because this should, I mean maybe that's a fake out. Well, I I remember the first episode aired, they got the ratings and the very next morning they said House of the Dragon renewed for second season. All I know is the day after it aired, <clears> I did not have a sense that anyone had watched it because t- my my Twitter there was like no trending for it. There was no discussion mm-hmm. about it, which is really strange for a show that apparently so many people watched. Uh, that's what I mean, allegedly. No, allegedly it's good, and that's kind of like what Edie was trying to say in this movie was exactly. that uh, she loves she's like Dragon. George R. R. Martin. She's like, I'm from Joyzy. She's like, where's that fifth book? Yeah, she said, come on, Georgie. Wait, where do the Grey Garden guys live? Rhode Island, East Hampton. 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 So they know about dragons, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is New York, just so you're aware. Is it near Jersey? Yeah. They're they share a border. So that's fine for us. Joyzy Joyzy. Those YouTube commenters be like, What are they talking about? I I feel like I think we've lost them at this point. They would have clicked off. By now? Yeah. 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 They say you're really dating your episode talking about TV here, pal. And it's like talking about hey. Morbius is timeless. Hey, it's number one on Netflix right now. Shit, yeah. I saw, number one on streaming I, 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 platforms. I, I, I never see anyone log it, though. No, I've never seen anyone log it. Log it. Yeah. I think Sugarhead watched it on a DS or something. Like a, something like a, that. On a, on a Nintendo DS? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I can't I can't say with certainty, but I think that happened. Okay. I'm going to, let's. yeah, let's just say it did. What were you talking about? You were telling me about how you had deep emotional connection to yeah, Grey Gardens, right? many, many deep connections. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is just sort of a series of, hey, here's Big Edie. She's in bed mm-hmm. for long durations of time. And mm-hmm. there's Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's hanging out. Jerry's um, cool. I like Jerry. Yeah. What, yep. what, what do you think they keep Jerry around for? Because Big Edie's in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. She's very upfront about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. She she loves him, and he's just always 
they're always like talking about him like he's not there and then the camera kind of pans over and then there's just jerry mm. she's like jerry's incredible he's the most handsomest man alive and then it'll like cut to him and he's in his chair and he's kind of like i don't know like picking his fingers he's like huh what it's good stuff yeah. it's good classic comedy do you know about classic comedy i sure do yeah you ever seen a adam sandler film jared mm-hmm. do you, you have know, do you know about schizophrenia rj uh, a little bit not a lot it's it's really complicated mm-hmm. i saw a uh, clean shaven so i know and you really know everything now you watch yeah. that guy making a movie about what he thought it was like yeah the guy from the mask yeah 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 so i'm i'm pretty much on board what about schizophrenia my friend well that's what little Edie says that uh people say about her and then says no bills are schizophrenic and yeah they uh, she's got the numbers she's got the stats she's got the stats but you you gotta wonder about this 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 unhealthy living situation that's going on here i mean environment has a big influence on on people jared Mm -hmm. so like you know that environment can be spurring certain like genetic behavioral qualities in these people Mm -hmm. you know you know i mean i think that's actually kind of true so but would you live in that house Mm, i think i'd want to it looks a little drafty but like for free for free like they 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 roll a bed in right beside in between the two eds oh with with and you just do like not now because they're dead but well no no current day so they're there and you just do what they do no i'm good you don't want to. I, I, I don't want to be Jari. <laughs> you can be the new Jerry. You oh, can be the I, new Jerry. so one thing I just noticed. So okay, I'm looking this up. So Edith uh, died uh, in 2002. So just uh, before this got released. So there might before have been, the podcast started. Yeah, maybe they didn't have to get permission from her because she was dead. Mm, they likely have no close relatives. No. Yeah. Did uh, little Edie have alopecia? I suspect so. Or or cancer, because it looks like it's alopecia. Like she's got no Alo- hair. Yeah. Yes. Do you know sure. alopecia can like just like come got, on at like any time? Well, I've got uh, I've got uh, ants that have it. I, I, and I had Did no all idea. their hair fall out, or is it come and go? I don't know, because I just learned about it. So they've been kind of covering it for a long time. I think yeah. because. I was like, oh, that's why my aunt has such such great hair. Yeah, I know. I know a few people. I've known about it for a bit. Uh, I've known about it for a bit. I know a few people. I know one who had it as a little kid and then grew out of it, which I didn't know was possible. Because hmm. they're like, I have alopecia. I was like, what? I was like, but you have hair, and they're like, yeah, I know. They're like, I I used to have it, and I was like, oh. I was like, strange. Man, there's just like so much going back to Grey Gardens. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just reading about like Grey yeah. Gardens. Like I'm I'm actually on the Edith uh, Bouvier Beale. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, Marge Bouvier. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, about how Beale's cousin Lee Radziwill hired documentary filmmakers Albert and David Mazel in 1972 to work on a film about the Bouvier family. At the onset, the brothers film Beale and Big Edie. 
The original film project was not completed, and Radziwill kept the footage that had been shot of the Beals. However, the Maisel brothers were fascinated by the strange life the two women led. After raising funds for film and equipment on their own, they returned and filmed 70 more hours of footage of Beale and Big Eady. The resulting 1975 film, Grey Gardens, is widely considered a masterpiece of the documentary genre. It was later adapted into a 2006 musical of the same name, where the characters Lee and Jackie Bouvier appear as visiting children in retrospect. An HBO television movie based on the documentary and surrounding story of the Beals', uh, the Beals lives, also called Grey Gardens, appeared in 2009. The original 1972 mm. footage featuring Radziwill visiting the Beals was released in 2017 as That Summer. That Summer? It's not even it's not even Blue Link, though, on Wikipedia. What does a Blue Link, link it mean? It like it, a hyperlink? It means it actually goes somewhere. It's red. It's like Elon Musk's dad. He's a red link. Or like that picture of Elon Musk on the internet that he doesn't want out. Mm-hmm. Like, you think that's what it is? I, I think so. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's well, kind of scary, I guess. Very scary. Yeah. So what's the, so? What do you think the fascination is with the Beals? I know a lot of people. Mm. The, the, I mean, I know some people that think like, oh, I like little old ladies. I, I mean, I think they're cute. Oh, look at them <laughs> living in their own filth. I mean, a lot of people live yeah. in their own filth. I'm looking at one right now. Mm-hmm. And man, if you could see what I saw. Luxuriating <laughs> uh, in my own crapitude. In your what? Sorry? I'm in my own crapitude. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know what uh, I don't know what the fascination is. I mean, it's like I said, like I... I enjoyed the first one. I liked seeing these two gals kind of do their thing. Like, I think Little Edie has spurts of, um, like, lucidity where she's, like, she's speaking very kind of clearly and, like, it makes sense. And you're just like, I see what this lady's doing. And But then she'll be like, be like, ah, Broadway. And then she kind of loses it. And you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. she's singing a Broadway song now. And then she's kind of, like, trying on outfits. And you're like, okay. And then Big Edie's like, yoo-hoo. And you're just like, okay, okay, okay. I don't know. It's a uh, slice of life, Jared. Mm-hmm. Mar- Americana. Americana. Mar- Americana slice of life. Yeah. I don't know what it is, like, because I know what you mean a lot of people are trashy. I think it's the right kind of trashy, because it's like, su- it's like somehow upper class trashy. Oh, uh, I see. Or the illusion of upper class trashy, because like they're from a family of, for whatever reason, presume presumed higher status or whatever and uh they're like people who were i think what actually andy described it in a good way she's like i feel like these two people if you put them in a mansion with a ton of money they would still be doing the same thing and she's like i think that's like what what these characters or what these people are right so it's like it doesn't matter that they're living in a broken down house full of raccoons cooking corn in their bed or if they were living in a mansion getting served to hand like uh like served to by platters it's like these people these two people would be the same in either context so i don't i don't know but they're like the illusion of luxury was there for them or the the past uh you know dollar bills baby (laughs) dollar bills baby (laughs) forgot how to talk for a second i don't know does that make sense you know what i mean you know what i'm talking about Jer? sure you know what i'm talking about sure. Jer? 
And the corn. And the corn. Who can the forget, corn never. Who, who can forget about the the harvest? <laughs> the plentiful harvest from yeah. the deer lord. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. You tell me more about how you like this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just you spend a lot of time with little Edie, and she's talking at the camera. I forgot to send you. I don't know. Have you posted our uh, Wednesday, my dudes, yet? I have not because I actually I had lots of screenshots that I wanted to take. I just have not taken. Them. Oh, I like a, a good one for you. Okay, um, you send it my way. I'm gonna send it your way because that's Is the it thing. The shit one? Uh, uh, no, uh, you know you always wish that um, you know for all films to have so much uh, opportunity for screenshotery. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's got not too bad. It's not too bad. RJ, it has been six days since we messaged one another. Who you and me? Yep. That's well, uh, it was probably me that messaged you. Uh, it was you responding to something I sent you. I believe. Oh, Bill Gates. Oh yeah, there's you hearted and you responded terrific. It was terrific. And that's it. And then, and then you didn't think about me again for a week. Is that not what how you and I are supposed to operate? Mm-hmm. Between Thursday to Tuesday, you don't exist, Jared. Right. You're just a thing that is a thought some... form yeah like something that is there that you you know isn't real it's like a boogeyman like you know it's not real but there's always the potential that it could strike and then wednesday is when the matrix resets and we start right. all over the, the, the night the nightmare realm the nightmare realm yeah, yeah the nightmare realm yeah what do we got here oh you're sending me more photos oh i got many about oh yeah kid, about oh. the kitties these oh, are yeah. some pretty adorable kitties they're pretty good kitties i also the kitties are good and i also like the the rakens i like that raken that they're feeding mm-hmm. in their house yeah, he's, he's just a, he's just stumbling about coming yeah in, for, yeah i like him looking for a nage well he's just like he's just like doing his thing yeah. you know what i mean i like him pretty good pretty pretty good pretty, pretty good yeah so i mean I don't know. Ultimately, this just feels like literally offcuts from the Grey Gardens documentary. Uh, if you want to make Grey Gardens three hours long, you can just put this inf- just right back in there. Or, you know, you mm-hmm. have your DVD set with both of these movies in it. And you watch Grey Gardens. You go, I think I had my fill. And then you never get around to watching this one until you do a podcast. And then you're like, well, well I got to watch it now. And you go, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I was good all along. So, unless you are big into the the family, or like just the, the hanging out in the house and watching people ramble on with with no mm-hmm. real, I don't know. There's to me, there's no great insight. There's nothing to unlock from this other than you're watching people that mm-hmm. don't seem to be living their best lives, so they seem okay with that. But you know. I'll, I'll watch American movie instead. I'll well, recommend. I'll recommend everybody watch American movie. A, yeah, I agree. A fine piece of cinema that one is. This <laughs> is just, I don't know, offcuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I RJ, know what you mean. What do you think about the Beals of Grey Gardens? Oh fuck! Was that the movie this week? Shit. I totally didn't watch that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, I don't know. Like I said, I I like the first one. Like I um, I don't know. There is. There's some kind of weird charm in that first one where you're seeing these people and you're just like, wow, these are two people that exist. 
And you're wild. like, that's cool. Wild child. Wild child. Uh, and then there's Jerry, of course. But uh, I so I like that. And then watching when when you brought this up, I was kind of like, I don't really know why it exists, but I was like, I didn't I didn't mind the first one. So yeah, I'll watch this other one. And uh, it is basically it's the B side, right? So it's all this other stuff, and some of it is like kind of interesting, but a lot of it you're just like, you're like this is just like the outtake or not even the outtakes it's like this is just what didn't make the cut in room right Mm -hmm. and uh that's fine like i don't know there's a few things like i think the fire is interesting uh not that it's like (laughs) significant in any way there's just a fire and like i like that the camera crew is kind of like oh man that the house is on fire let's watch it burn let's let's just stand here and not not help because we're documentarians Mm -hmm. yes this is direct cinema (laughs) Say we're hands off. We're just like when people are filming like gorillas. You don't interact. Hey. Only observe. Mm-hmm. It's like Cannibal Holocaust. Who are the yeah. real monsters? Well, some would say. Some would say you, Jared. Um, what is it saying? I don't know. So I mean, like that's interesting. And then you get little Edie. She's going to the beach. She's suntanning. She's singing again and. Uh, She's talking about the plant. She's like, oh, yeah, this is like a Northampton vine man. And it grows. And it's a big plant. And you go, yes. Sure is. Sure is, Edie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you know what I mean, Jerry? Uh Uh-huh. So there's a lot of that. Like, uh, I don't know. There were a lot of... Like, I do think I had, like, five or six things down that I wanted to screenshot because I was like, that's just a funny, uh, like, when you, if you saw it out of context, you're just like, huh? <laughs> but when you're watching with these people, it's not even, it doesn't, some of it doesn't even seem that far out. She'll just be like, like, the one, like, you sent me just one just now. You're like, no, I don't like delicate women. I hate them. They can't have babies. They can't do anything. And you're just like, Who? what uh but in the movie you you just kind of go along with it It just kind of happens and you just take it as it is so gray gardens beals of gray gardens for that matter is a movie that exists the beals side the beal side uh you never watched the drew barrymore one did you i did not no i we watched that the last time yeah it was fine but it was one of those things it was kind of like is almost like shot for shot reenactments, but like with mild changes and you're kind of just like, what's the point? You know, but I don't know. I like, uh, I like these old, these old gals. They're kooky. I don't think I ever need to watch anything with them again, but, uh, they're kooky and they're cranky and or crazy and all together. Wow. Easy. What's the Adam's family song? You know what I mean? They're kooky and they're spooky. All together droopy. Louis Guzman. Louis Guzman. When are you gonna watch that? No, that's a that's a it's not a movie. It's like a show. Yeah. Watch that. After creeps. After creeps. Is it loggable? Uh, doubtful. Well, it will be this year, and then when a season two comes out, we'll see. But I mean, there's lots of things with two seasons that are loggable, so. But that's eight hours. You're going to dedicate eight hours to that? Well, that's what your job is. During the Creeptober? In? No, not, not during Creeptober. Okay. 
unless it's loggable episode by episode, then I would do it. Like how Unsolved Mysteries was loggable episode by episode. And then until it wasn't. Did they take it all down? Probably. Fuckers. Tell, tell me more about how gray are your gardens. My gardens are pretty gray, bud. Yeah, they're it's, it's the end of the season. They're pretty gray. Like, I mean, it's not like Duncan gray, but it's like, it's pretty gray. No, I don't know. I I like watching these old gals, but uh, that's good. Well, I don't know. I I have a. Uh, I'm kind of. My opinion is just kind of like eh? no strong opinions for or against it. You know. Okay. I don't know. It's okay. We can wait. we can talk about a movie for half an hour. No one will get mad at us. No, it's fine. That's absolutely. Yeah, we've fine already by me. we've already talked about this movie. You know. I know. <laughs> Maybe I should just uh, include uh, the part where we talk about Grey Gardens the first time, which we also started with Salesman. In the same episode. Yep, it was a double header. Were we fucked? Right. We were in a mad rush. You know, we're still we're we're still trying to achieve one thousand. And here we are at, what, 361? We're over a third of the way there. Just think, in another 10 years, where we'll be, how much hatred we'll be filled with and resentment for one another and these films. I mean, I know where I'll be in 10 years, but do you know where you'll be in 10 years? Sitting right here. Right you, you using right in this spot on Skype. You will be. No. Who will the host be then, though, do you think? Uh, we'll find out. Oh, I hope they have a good dental plan. Because we know. don't. Hey, RJ, you want to hear about who hates these movies? I guess. Why would movie? anyone hate these movies? It's just um, this one. Yeah. Rick, Rick Burren. Oh, fuck. Half a star. Shapeless, aimless, and pointless. Without a proper narrative this time, it's just costumes, songs, and the bleak, unilluminating spectacle of untreated mental illness. <laughs> Let me tell you about Rick Burren. Welcome to, welcome to America, Rick. Rick Burren, uh, he, he write about movies. I write about movies for places like The Guardian, The Independent, Empire, and Sight and Sound. Holy shit. Big, big fan of Lillian Gish. And the Magnificent Ambersons. I've just done an essay for the Region B Blu-ray of Remember the Night, which is available for pre-order here. Powerhousefilms.com.co.uk slash products slash R Ember dash the dash night dash Ellie. So this person is allegedly, some people would say more successful than us. Kind of a big deal. Some people would say more. Where's our film? Where's our uh blu-ray uh liner notes essays q a's i mean it's we'll be able to do that when we have our siskel and ebert the show the movie coming out i think we'll be able to mm-hmm. they'll let us once we make it they'll let us do the thing for yeah. them. you know well, well in my screenplay uh they commit a murder yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. in what what kind of style mm. Um, I'm thinking David Fincher to direct. Oh, wow. Is it going to be edgy? <laughs> oh, fuck, buddy. You're going to get... People are going to walk into the theater. They're going to get cut. Oof. 
Oof. Hey, Rick Byrne gave Emperor of the North one star. Oh, get fucked, Rick. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, buddy. That's uh, a lot of the reviews I'm on board with, but that's a that's a yeah. bad take. Yeah, that's bullshit. How about Jake Marston? Oh, well, fuck it's, that guy. It's a lot of dudes. I'm going to just oh, mention here. What one do you think and, that one means? One and a half stars. The only time this is ever remotely interesting is when the Mazels are retroact- retroactively using the edit to comment on the legacy of the previous film. Otherwise, of course, they cut all this shit out. Um, I Okay, so this person's a filmmaker Ooh. from uh, Bozeman, Man- Montana. Whoa! Haystacks crowdfunding link, Jarrett. <laughs> oh, no, wait, shit. <laughs> I just I I hit their uh, the thing to go to their page, and then it took me to Instagram, and so I uh, I exited that out. I thought it was a pop up link, but it was just the actual page. So let me go back to their thing here, because he had something to say. Jake Marston, this is the guy. This is the guy. Bozeman, Montana. Bio, prone to going on movie binges and spilling my beans. Ew. Keep keep your beans where they belong. Keep your beans where they belong, Jake Markston. Uh, Favorite films include Akiru, A Woman Under the Influence, Blue Velvet, and Fanny and Alexander. Is that that how they talk in Bozeman? That's how they talk down there in Bozeman. Uh, Jake Markston just gave Thor Love and Thunder a half a star. (laughs) They just gave Jojo Rabbit a half a star. Wow. Not a fan of Titi. They gave men... One star. That's oh, double. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They get Thunderpants one star. Huh. Oh, here's one that you'll agree with, or you won't agree with. Swiss Army Man one star. Oh. That's a bad take. That's wild. E.T. one star? What? Rocky mm. Five one star? That movie's not that good. But E.T. is good. Yeah. E.T.'s real good. I got I one mean, more for you. Okay. This one's right out of the Bible. Luke <gasps> Robinson. Like the Luke? One and a half stars. While this begins to approach some of the material I felt was missing from the original movie, especially the women's feelings about the film being made and their twisted relationship with the directors, who, like a barista, accidentally seduce the sad and lonely simply by being basically polite, it fails to function as much of a film of its own. Be real footage. A special feature. What's this thing? What's this thing about baristas? I'm not sure I follow. I was just looking at the review and I got kind of, I was reading it. I got kind of lost for a second. So you were talking and I was like, what is this person talking about? So I, I kind of got lost as well. They have five star movies of things that are good. And then they have one star movies of movies that are bad. It's pretty shocking. Eh? <laughs> That's a twist. There's nothing that really stands out here. It's just uh, not not that I can see at least. We're, we're, we gotta give people what they want. Um, like in what prerogative? Let's, let's take a look here. Let's look at the uh, the highest rated. Who's who's loving it? Who's oh. who's here for it? Oh, Margaret this. Margaret X is here for it oh this looking forward to the eds of gray gardens and the big and little ed of gray gardens and ed and ed of gray gardens and the eds and friends of gray gardens and jackie and lee's relatives of gray gardens etc the mazels shot for 70 hours these kooks so the possibilities for more talks about them and their beach shack are endless 
Um, this person's account is maybe not real. Okay. How about pre? Well, I mean, it is, but it doesn't. I I don't know how to describe okay. it. How about yeah. Presley Pardue, just what the doctor ordered: more singing, more costumes, and more tension. Mother and daughter oh, relationships wow. are the same, regardless of where you live or how much money you once had. Truly iconic. Talk to you later. Kiss, hug, kiss, hug, kiss, hug. Blogosphere. Uh, Presley Pardue says, I don't know anything about movies. Please listen to my music. Click here to listen to my song, Tiny Things. Favorite films include Grey Gardens, uh, Forbidden Room, Holy Mountain in the 13th year. It's kind of strange. How about from Bert? Bert. A beautiful and entertaining companion to Grey Gardens. I'm so happy that this exists and that they decided to release all this extra footage for the fans. Personally, I find mm-hmm. this one a little sadder because to me at least it shows Edie's loneliness and unhappiness on Long Island. There were certain scenes and the look in her eyes just screams sadness. Still, wonderful in every way. Lovingly made in a riot to watch. The fire mm-hmm. is a standout. I mean, I guess. I like I, said I, that too. I, I like user fuckrag who wrote, "I'm doing this backwards." Uh, I'm not there yet. This person also has Scary Gardens as a five star film. They have starred Ghost Story. Let's go to fuckrag. Let's see what that person's about. All right, so fuckrag. Uh, ooh, big fan of Peeping Tom. Mm-hmm. Sex lies and videotape, Blood yeah. Simple, and Brewster McCloud. But you know what they're not a fan of? Nocturnal Animals. And Love, which is a movie, apparently. They don't like Nocturnal... Oh, they once starred Aliens. Aliens, Jared. The James Cameron film? Yes. Wow. They once starred it. They once starred it. They they once starred it. Damn. They once starred it. Damn. I also see that they once starred Sleepaway Camp and oh, yes. My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Well, you tell him, Jarrett. You tell Total him, Total fucking bullshit. Oh, there you go. There's the David Lynch. <laughs> There's the Lynch coming right at ya. Any final words on the Beals of Great Gardens, RJ? I mean... Are you less of a fan now? No, I just think this could have been a feature on the first you know what i mean like hey if you liked it yeah i mean i just it didn't exist when the dvd came out i don't think i mean i know it came later but they could have put it in there they could i mean i think they do sell it now as a set like this is a repackage and i think and they should and they should yeah because this would be a a bad buy (laughs) otherwise bad bucket bad bucket what about a bad bitch you ever heard of those what about a fuck bucket it's like a fuck rag. Are you talking about Fuzz Bucket? I love Fuzz Bucket. Are you gonna watch uh, Fuzz? Bucket I love this I year? love Mick Garris. He's one of the great icons of horror. How many uh, shit Garris movies do you have in your uh, Creeptober list? Zero, and that's an what? oversight. I should rewatch some Mick Garris for RJ. For Which the, one? All for the little RJs in the world. Do a Silver Bullet. Or not silver bullet. Uh, yeah, silver bullet's pretty bad. Riding the bullet. Riding the bullet. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Silver yeah. Bullet's actually pretty good, right? That's the good Silver one. Silver Bullet's the good one. With right. The, the riding, yeah, kid. riding. Yeah, that is sweet with the, that sweet werewolf. And Gary, Bo- Gary Busey's in that too. That movie's awesome. That one's good. Yeah, riding the bullet is, whew, yeah. one of the worst. One of the worst. I think I have it at the bottom of, of my Stephen King yeah, ranked that's, list. That's pretty good. I mean, it doesn't even rise up to the levels of Cell. <laughs> you love Cell. You talk about cells so affectionately. It's like the sister act two for Jared. Cell? Yeah. Hey, you you if do I can, you. If I can bamboozle one person into watching Cell, it'll be all worth it. Yeah. You you do you genuinely talk about Cell quite a bit. Well, sometimes movies shouldn't be thrown in uh, scenes where people are running around in circles. Yeah, I know. But remember uh, Jigoku. I do remember, and that's good circles. Good circles. In my Stephen King ranked list, the four bottom films are all Mick Garris movies. <laughs> Everyone. Look at that. Look at that. Unbelievable. After the break, mm-hmm. we feed the raccoons. The who? They told us not to, but we did it anyway. Do you think this would be a good time to play the raccoons theme song from the, the classic cartoon? Is there with us? We got everything. Is there ever a bad time to play the raccoons theme song? It's scary. Yeah, but it's supposed to be. Shit my pants. It's that good, hey? Jay, when you're old and decrepit, do you want to be living with your, uh, I don't know, li- Lil RJ? It's just you two living in, cra- in crapitude. Uh, I mean, I'll definitely have lots You'll of cats. Cat. You'll have cats. Oh, yeah, there's no yeah. question about it. Will they be this adorable, though? Uh, all cats are No, that's, 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 that's not true. Some, there's some no. Cats, some, some cats, not all cats are created equal. Some, I disagree. Some, I think there's, there's some pretty some bad cats. I think all kitties are, many, are pretty good. Many, if not most, cats are pretty peace, but there's some. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there might be one or two rogue rogue cats that are. Yeah, is that like rogue states? Yeah, it's like a, it's like the rogue states, you know, the red ones, and you gotta watch out for them. But the uh, red ones, they're you gotta watch out for them red ones. Watch out for the red cats. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen a red cat? No. Exactly. 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 Now I'm suspicious. But, but I have seen uh, Jared on the Discord. What? He's he's interacting with um, listeners, and you could too. Come and join us, making fun of RJ. No, it's a bully-free zone. It's bully-free. No bully, no bullying on the Discord is what Jared meant to say. 
we've permanently banned Sam Sanchez, so we we've made sure that the bullying is done for good. Perma ban. Perma ban. Yes, we're on Facebook, folks. You can what email else? us at criteriancruise at gmail.com. Join us on Patreon. Uh, what else? We're on Instagram. The only thing RJ does now. He, he doesn't watch movies, but he Instagrams a few days a week. I cross-post. I, I, I do put them on Facebook and the Twitter, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cross-posting. Neither one of us watches movies anymore, but in case nope. we do, on Letterboxd, I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwell. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We're yeah. On YouTube, even though it's, uh, it's a dying. dying. It's dying real bad. Oh, let it die. Whatever. They're yeah. not here listening, are they? So If it dies, it dies. Yeah, fuck you. Next week, RJ. Yeah. I know you've been like asking, hey, when are we finally watching it? When are we finally watching it? Well, wait no longer. Because 1987, Border Radio, directed by Allison Anders, Dean Lance, oh, wow. and Kurt Voss, is coming. Uh, huge Kurt Voss guy. Mm hmm. Huge Kurt Voss guy. Yeah. I mean, frequently I am like. This, this film, despite the fact when you look at it on Criterion, you'll go, is that Dwight Yoakam? It's not. It's Kurt Voss, right? I don't know who it is. Love Kurt Voss. Some punk guy. But anyways, Big. I don't know anything about this, so it, this is a... Uh, it's going to be as new to me as it is to RJ. Hmm. I, I figured this was like a 1947 film noir or something like that called Border Radio. You think so? No, but it's not. Hmm. It ain't. It ain't? If it ain't, it's... What is it? It's a dickus. <laughs> Jarrett, you better be careful over there, buddy. I like to live dangerously. Like my screen, like, like my screenplays. Like Austin Powers? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like that time he's just going for kill the guy. When did they do and, that? And they got away with it. It was that was that what Strangers on the Train was about? Thumbs in the middle of oh, shit. throat. Right write it. <laughs> Punch it. <laughs> write it right now and it's like they have to do it between show, between uh, tapings like yeah because they have to show back up did you finish a review mm-hmm set like 1982 in which year 1982 okay you could do that you could yeah. do that mm-hmm. you could do that yeah fucking run it dude they're like the re- they're, they're like the real henry portrait of a serial killers the who the real Henry Portrait of a Serial Killers. He was Canadian. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was he? No. Yeah. Henry Lee Lucas? Didn't that take place in Ontario? That's a, a fuck the bears type of situation. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Good night. Woo!